2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Monday Night Master Debaters, brought to you a week later than the original air date over there at the Great Deceptions feed. Of course, you know you're listening to Dangerous World, and uh, I've been part of all these shows, man. Uh, Matt hasn't kicked me off yet. We're having a good time doing those. And I air these because, as you've probably figured out at this point, I do talk a little bit up top on some current events and some things that are troubling me in the news. And, uh, you know, we're going to go through a few interesting things here. January 6th is a hot topic right now. The, uh, you know, committee has gotten together and they're doing these hearings on prime time, which is is interesting. I, from what I understand, the most recent uh, one that will be airing directly, uh, probably as you're potentially listening to this one are going to be going on uh, during the day. But this first one was prime time, eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time on a Thursday. This is when like Survivor would air, if I'm not mistaken. This is like like prime time shit. They don't play around. And I think that the reason that they're doing this, you'll find pretty interesting. Um, You know, I've made some connections here and I found some people that were involved. And you may already know that there is a Hollywood producer involved with the production of this whole thing. And the uh, reasons are kind of interesting too. The committee's a joke. There's some real scumbags that are involved with this whole thing. And I'm excited just to kind of roll through this. And I want to, uh, of course, get some interaction. I want to step up the interaction. I want all you dirtbags out there to um, email me, dangerousworldpodcast at gmail.com. Let's open up some dialogue about what can be done to try and improve our situation, right? Not necessarily um, all political talk. If you're more into the conspiratorial shit that I talk about, I mean, my line's open, man. I answer, as, like every single email that I get, I answer. Uh, sometimes I miss some of the DMs on Instagram, that's Dangerous World Pod on Instagram. I get quite a few, believe it or not. Um, not trying to big league anyone, but I do actually get quite a few over there. And if you are a Patreon subscriber, I answer every single one of those, usually within an hour of getting those um, messages over there at patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast, the best way to support the show. And I'm really grateful for that website, man, even though, uh, you know, the CEO is a young global leader um, or or one of the co-founders is it really has helped me out to get a little closer to becoming full time doing this whole thing, man. And uh, I appreciate every single one of you that supports me over there. Now this is episode number thirty-three, Illuminati confirmed, as Matt says here. And we had a great group of dudes on here to do this one. Of course, Matt is always hosting. I'm always kind of co-piloting here. Then we have Jeff from the Shadow Band podcast, who I've really come to like, man. I never had anything against the dude, but man, he is a fun, fun dude to talk with, man. I actually hope to uh do an episode with him. But um You know, sometimes when you meet people, you never really kind of get like a feel for them right away. I like this dude. He plays music. He's a good guy. Seems like a fun guy to talk with. And every time him and I are on a show together, seems like, uh, you know, it's a good conversation, man. So, And he does a great job. He's a TikTok viral. He goes on. He does those pointing videos where he's uh, shaking his head and shaking his finger. But then he'll point up at different images uh, and texts. Like it's like abortion, yes; gun control, yes; and then you know, two genders, no. He does things like that. It's it's fun, you know. He's a a TikTok sensation. Um, in all honesty, I I'm not sure what he does on TikTok. I know it's not that he's uh killing it over there on TikTok though. So congratulations to Jeff from Shadow Band, and then of course we have Bob from the uh, Hidden in Plain Sight Podcast. His group show. Uh, I think it was Meeting of the Minds, has ended. And uh, so I would say, not that they could even compare with what The Great Deception is doing. Um, There's a few group shows out there. I think that it solidifies The Great Deception as the number one group chat roundtable talk out there, uh, by far. And I'm proud to be involved with that. And it was an honor to have Bob Available to talk, man. He's got a great show. Again, Hidden in Plain Sight. Phenomenal dude. Great, great guy. Just a fun chat every time, man. This guy, he's a contrarian, I think, by nature. And I asked him the question, are you a skeptic or a cynic? And he answered it properly. He was like, oh, man, where's where's that line at? You know what I mean? Um, I would I would consider him a skeptic. Uh, but he is very cynical when it comes to, you know, he thinks space is fake and gay. He uh, and, you know, I'm not saying he's wrong. Uh, he thinks everything's basically fake and gay. And, uh, you know, he's getting proven right more often than not. So always an honor to talk with Mr. Bob. He's my favorite ginger in the podcast game for sure. By a long shot. I don't even know if I know many other gingers out here. And if I do and I forgot, yeah. You know, no offense, but Bob's a great guy. And then, of course, Shannon was on this one, too. He goes by Brody Bruce, and he is starting a podcast coming up here pretty quickly, and that will be called The Secret Squirrel Podcast. He's a great, great guy. He sends me tons of information. He's a Patreon subscriber at the highest level. He's a $10 God-level supporter, and he sends me all kinds of great stuff, man. He sent me quite a few PDFs. Uh, that PSYOP episode that him and I did together. He sent me the PDF on that. He did not send me this Freemason PDF. I found that uh, looking into the Gibraltar rabbit hole. But he has sent me some other stuff on the Lucas Trust and on a few other things that I hope to work with on him soon. And when this guy's podcast comes out, man, be on the lookout because, um, you know, he's starting. He's brand new to it. But I think that you'll find that the shit that he's talking about is very unique and he comes from a very, very brilliant perspective. So I talk with this dude almost every day over text. Uh he's become quite the cyber friend. And we're just a couple of nerds out here taking on the world. Okay. But uh honor to have these three gentlemen on with uh one of my best buddies in this podcast game, Matt T. No one knows his last name, dude. He is a uh he's an enigma. We don't even know that he's really a man. He might identify as a female but it's great. You know, we watched UFC 275 and it wasn't promised to be a great fight, but man was it fucking incredible. And uh you know, we always talk with these, my buddy Rich, Rich from the Rockies, we do this too. Kind of text back and forth. He was hanging out with his fucking girlfriend though, so we didn't uh we didn't talk too much, but uh Rich, I love you buddy. I'm glad that you found love and I hope that you're laying that pipe nicely, sir, okay? Um, but anyway, let's roll into this stuff because I found some wild shit before we get into the, um, little episode here with, with these great guys. And we have a phenomenal conversation. I mean, we, we hit all over the map as always. And, um, just, I kind of give some spoiler alerts to my two part episode on the Freemasons. And that was, uh, against my better judgment. I probably shouldn't have given out some of my info, but you know what? I want this show to grow um, because, like I said, I think that it is absolutely hands down the best group chat show that's out there. There's a few, but they're not nearly as good as this. Um, it's the only show that I participate in at all. Um, and really, I only participate in my own shows in this on a you know weekly basis. I listen to this every week. As soon as Matt releases them, I listen to them myself because um, there's a lot of good ideas being thrown around. There's a lot of comedy. It's a very well-rounded show, so check this shit out. Subscribe to The Great Deception. Leave a like. Leave a five-star review. Uh, I mean, if you're a girl, I'm sure he wouldn't hate you. He's not going to kick you out of the car if you send him some nudes, and that's just me asking for them. It's not him, so go ahead and do it. Uh, great Deception on uh, Instagram. You can find them. I think it's Great Deception Podcast, actually. Probably, I don't know. Well, You can figure it out. Do some homework up front here. I'm sick of this. Fucking spoon-feeding you information. But yeah, so let's get into this stuff. We got uh, some great shit to get into here. Great, I think, if you're a globalist. Um, I think that if you want some freedom, this is probably not the best situation. January 6th hearings are... Coming to us, right? Um, we're seeing this coming in hot. We have what I think should be courtroom TV fatigue after House, after this long-winded, very, very enthralling for some reason. Not to me personally, but this case with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Um, once I found out that Amber Heard was taking shits on the bed, I tuned out. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, that was a little much for me, but uh, it seemed like this was the role of both of their lifetimes. And so we're seeing these two uh, perform on the world stage. They're, they have the bee symbolism in the tie. Fucking Amber Heard is bringing us through the twilight zone, dressing the same way that Johnny Depp did the next day. I think almost to confuse the fuck out of the listener. And um, I think that when you see things like this, these are planted out there to directly um, fuck with your subconscious and then someone points it out and you and you really start questioning, okay, what the fuck's going on here? Is she a bitch? You know, and, and it seemed like every female out there was siding hard with Johnny Depp. Some dudes, especially younger guys, were siding with Amber Heard because I bet, I, I mean, I don't know, man. I heard Giannis Pappas, one of my favorite comedians, say that if she were to shit in his bed, he would freeze the turd and eat it later. Um, a lot of people would probably do that, man. A lot of people just aren't as open about that because it's poop. But, you know, it, it, it's a she's a piece, man. She is very, very attractive, and she's gone downhill big time. She's not a great actor. I wouldn't even say she's a good actor, but I digress here because we should have courtroom TV fatigue. It's it's been on, and a lot of people are talking about it, but I think that this has actually taken the opposite effect. You have 20 million viewers of this first installment of the seven-part series. I don't know how many series is actually involved here, but you have a series going on of this January 6th hearing. Um, I think that people got a little sample. They got a little taste of the free crack, and now they're coming back for more on the January 6th uh, court TV stuff. You've got some big names. Ivanka Trump is essentially the face of this at this point. Um, I'll get into that a little bit more later. But uh, yeah, it's wild that this is coming right after this. I actually believed that this was done a little too early to try and push home the, the narrative that Republicans are bad and uh, Trump supporters are bad and all this stuff. Um, But This is airing, again, on primetime TV Thursday. And, um, yeah, it's just weird. It makes you kind of wonder a little bit. You have the Democrats and the Republicans, this side that is all for the police state and then the side that is all about freedom, supposedly. But you have, on the Democrat side, they have reason to be angry because abortion is supposedly being overturned. There's all these shootings taking place, which disturb everyone. But this is another one of those hot button issues for the progressives and the Democrats. They want gun control, not gun safety, which is very different. And I'm all for gun safety, but they want gun control. Okay, no words have been said about gun safety teaching people. I think every kid, I mean, maybe not at school, but dude, there should be something Where younger children learn how to use BB guns first, and then they learn how to use actual guns, right, Um, with some sort of state sponsorship. I don't think that that's crazy. Um, I think that if people grow up around guns, they get a a massive respect for them. I have always respected guns, and I had a temper as a kid, and I've never, and I even had a a temper as a young adult, I've never pointed a gun at anyone, and I've never even thought about taking a gun and shooting anyone ever, ever. And yes, I come from a, a, an unbroken home, but I've never had these thoughts of taking a gun and using it for violence. Um, the gun is primarily for protection in my opinion. And then of course there are some sports and and some sport like activities, I guess, if you want to call them that, that you can, uh, that you can use firearms for, right? Uh, I was never a huge hunter, I had a, a shot at a deer one time, and I, I got buck fever like a motherfucker. And, I, and this was when I was younger. Wasn't able to to get it done. And I haven't gone back and done it since. I've killed animals before. I've shot animals before. Um, but, you know, there's something very different. It's always a matter of respect for me. Even if it's a bird, uh, you know, I've gone out dove hunting with shotguns. That's a, a different sport completely than, like, you know, deer hunting and javelina hunting and shit like that. There's a, a massive respect for these animals that you kill, and there should be. I don't think that... Uh, I'm even against ranch hunting, to be honest. I, I don't think that that's real hunting. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. That That's probably a, a different rabbit hole here. Um, but yeah, going out and hunting animals in the wild, in the real wild, not a fucking ranch. Uh, I don't care if it's a thousand-acre ranch. It's still a fucking ranch, dude. These animals are trapped in an area. Get, get fucking real here. Um, but... Anyway, I um, the Democrats have those things to be mad about, right? I, uh, to circle back here a little bit, do a little Jen Psaki, you've got the abortion being overturned, which that's not even real, and then the uh, shootings, school shootings, gun control, and then now they're getting a fresh reminder of the January 6th insurrection, and that's in heavy quotes here, right? I don't know what this was. I think that it was potentially kind of really an FBI setup, I think, Um As is many of the high crimes in our country today. But you also have those three things, and they're trying, they're attempting to outweigh high gas prices, food shortages, and essentially the giving away of our tax dollars, which are really angering everyone. But mostly they're angering patriots and people that are, you know, a lot of Trump supporters, a lot of 2A people are understanding that the food shortages which it also ties in with the formula shortage which is horrible i think everyone should be absolutely fucking furious about that i don't have any kids but it is one of the things that i think is just a massive tragedy and it's a big big flop on uh biden's part now there's some interesting bureaucracy that goes on with the baby formula uh, Abbott Labs, which also makes Pedialyte, which I always kind of have in my refrigerator because I, I enjoy the booze. Um, and that's booze with a Z, not a boobs. It probably sounded like I said boobs. But uh, I'm working on a Chicago accent here because there's going to be a character that I'm rolling out that's going to be doing beer samples. And he's going to be talking. His name is, uh, I think, either Chicago Dave or Chirac Dave. And he's going to come out here and he's going to be doing beer reviews. I'm actually sipping right now. On a Bohemian Grove IPA, I've, I'm finding conspiratorial uh, branded beers, and we're going to be doing reviews on them. Okay, so uh, Dave will be here, and uh, he'll be doing that. But uh, I'm all over the place today. Sorry, I have some fucking interesting news here, and I'm just excited. Baby formulas should be pissing everyone off, and I think that it really is. And uh, yeah, there's there's like I said, the bureaucracy is real you have this massive group, Abbott, which kind of has a monopoly. And there's this term that I've come across to learn a little bit known as the Iron Triangle. This has something to do with manufacturers, uh, the executive branch, the legislative branch, and the consumer. Um, I'm I'm not going to get into it much here, but if you're curious before, I actually want to touch on this a little bit. It's just called the Iron Triangle, and it is... um, been kind of going on since the beginning of government and civilized society, but uh, it's a it's a big, big problem with Abbott. They, they can't take in imported formula and things like this, oftentimes because of mislabeling. And that's not because the FDA wants to protect you. It's because the FDA is in cahoots with the government and with some of these fucking manufacturers. So in this case, an iron triangle, from the way that I understand it, would be Abbott Labs on one side, uh, the government on the other, and then the FDA would would be one, right? So you have this triangle, uh, this trifecta of business, and it's, it, all these three sides are benefiting massively. But you know, where is the benefit for the consumer and these fucking kids, man, that are starving? Essentially, I mean, there are are literally kids here in the U.S. that are going hungry because, and infants, I should say, not just kids. Kids can eat fucking, you know, all kinds of stuff. There was a, I've mentioned it a couple times here. There's a friend of my dad's who has to have acid reflux formula, and that is out everywhere. I've looked all over the place, can't find it. I don't know what they're doing. I hope that the kid's okay. This is the kind of stuff that, that should anger everyone, but for some reason, it seems that the anger on those issues is kind of to the, the political right um, and the, the people I'm talking. The fucking government doesn't give a shit. They're getting all their formula that they need for their friends and family. But the left doesn't seem to care about high gas prices. They actually feel like this is a, uh, a virtue to pay high gas prices. I actually heard this fucking moron. That was a clerk at a gas station wearing her mask uh, when this whole thing started, you know, uh, the gas price hike. And she was saying that, you know, a lot of Americans complain about our high gas prices. But like Italy has way higher gas prices and, fucking, you know, all these other countries. And she's listing the high gas prices. And I just wanted to be like, bitch, what about Saudi Arabia's gas prices? Right. What about like all these other ones that, uh, you know, actually hate? your kind because she let's be real she was she was a les that's just fine but you know over the top a little too much dude i don't think that anyone wants to pay higher prices um and it's not even that the environment's getting helped here we're we have a massive fucking heat wave going um it's like 106 in tucson feels like 112 it says on the damn weather app but Again, you know, you have these two sides really button heads here and uh, we see that people are lining up and this seems, I hate to say it, but it seems, and I hate to say it not because it's scary, but because it's hack. This is laying the foundation for some sort of civil conflict, civil war. I don't know. I think that a civil war has been going on already. It's just a cold civil war. Is this thing going to go hot though? I don't know. And what that does, why that's good for the government is it lays down the cornerstones of some uh, serious looks at martial law. We already have some ideas that that might be, you know, in the works before this midterm, which I think is a stretch, but at the same time, man, this is not looking good for them. And I think that's why they pulled this feather out, right? Uh, Put this little feather in their cap, so to speak, and and they're going to, you know, this will be, something that is in the minds of these folks now is this going to cause more riots i don't know i know that we are in the beginning of the summer of love right all these uh riots and things that happened in 2021 right uh in 2020 really um yeah it, it it's it's not looking good man i think that some things are really boiling to a head here we'll see what happens but um As far as this court case goes with the January 6th stuff, you have not only both these narratives being cooked up, the six little topics that I just kind of ran through, the three on the left, the three on the right, you have this January 6th fucking thing, which is completely a total great portrayal of theater. This is political theater at the highest level. And if you don't believe that it's theater, or if your friends maybe don't believe that it's theater, look into this fellow who's producing it, okay? This guy, James Goldston. And uh, Goldston, not to be confused with Goldstone or Goldstein, Goldston is uh, just like it sounds, G-O-L-D-S-T-O-N. And uh, yeah, he, he has been involved with the mainstream media for quite some time. And he's kind of working behind the scenes here. New York Post says uh, that Goldston served as president of ABC News from 2014 until early 2021. And he's been working as an advisor to help the House Select Committee and quietly produce the hearing. Goldston previously helmed Good Morning America and Nightline. Those are two massively liberal shows. I mean, successful, but very liberal, right? And then the post goes on to say the committee tapped Goldstone to help convert a cache of documents, uh, depositions, recorded footage, and other materials related to the January 6, 2021 Capitol riot into compelling television for those who have not closely followed the proceedings. Compelling being the key word here, okay? Compelling meaning flashy and TikTok-y for everyone's short attention span so that these morons out here that didn't even know that there was some sort of event that went down and uh, this is kind of gonna give these people the power and the permission, as they like to say, to have some sort of hot take, which is not really a hot take at all. It's just being spoon-fed to them by the media. They're going to all echo... This idea, this is the Mockingbird Media at its finest here, and they tapped into James Goldstein to do so. A very, very elite member of the media and of society as a whole. Now, Axios said that this is being treated like a blockbuster investigative TV special. Now, when I thought about that, you know, TV to a lot of us is kind of dead. Think like Making a Murderer or the Bundy tapes. Remember those? Those were very, very popular. It was meant to be entertainment. Yes, educational, absolutely biased in some way, right? But entertainment is first and foremost, they want eyeballs on these things. Eyeballs, eyeballs, eyeballs. And then they want to also shape their own narrative and they want everyone repeating that narrative to their friends and family so that this is what is being talked about. I don't think that they're doing the best job of this. But let's see. I think that this remains to be seen. I don't think many people are actually paying attention. I feel like uh, the 20 million number is probably somewhere along the lines of like how Twitter has so many fake accounts. I think that there's a lot of fake views here. Uh, Airports showing this hotel lobbies and, and such, right? Um, airports is a huge one. There's a lot of fake views that come in from airports. This is how a lot of the TV shows like the fucking Jimmy Fallon show and Jimmy Kimmel and these shows that no one gives a fuck about. This is how they get so many views. This is how Ellen was getting so many views. Airport TVs, public TVs that no one really watches are kind of told to put these TV channels on and they're in cahoots with these big media companies. So they get the views. I don't know. Um, Do you think that if this is kind of like the 9-11 2.0 and they're trying to do it for a, a political narrative, do you think that this is in bad taste or do you think that it's just a scam altogether? I mean, the choice is yours. This isn't any pure reason that they're doing this. They don't give a fuck about democracy. They said that if Republicans win in this 2022 midterm, the Democrats aren't going to honor that because democracy would be at stake. What is democracy then? Isn't democracy the voice of the people? It Really, at the end of the day, it's kind of mob rule. The loudest voice gets the fucking, uh, you know, the loudest uh, wheel. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. All that shit, that bullshit, you know, that, that's never been true, it seems. But um, anyway, like I said, Ivanka Trump seems to be the face of this hearing. And it's a she's a very polarizing character. Um, they're making her out. And she looks very witchy, by the way. Very white witch vibe to her. Um when I see her face now it's uh it kind of disturbs me in a weird way. I get some kind of feeling out of it. Um and it's not a sexual feeling. I used to think she was very pretty. I get some weird uh you know just a weird vibe from her. And I get these news notifications on my phone even though those notifications are turned off. Um and her face is plastered all over these. And I saw something I think it was from um Maybe like the Huff Post or some super left thing where they're saying that, you know, the the title of the article was something like, Hell yeah, I knew that my dad's claims of uh election fraud were were bullshit. And uh, you know, says Ivanka Trump. I don't know, man. Um that that's a, a deep thing. That's a family fucking problem, if there ever was one, if it was real. Again, I don't think it is, but um they're painting that narrative that Ivanka and Jared Kushner are on the right side of history while Donald Trump's not, man, you don't think that fucking Donald Trump's still paying for Ivanka's fucking shit, you know what I mean, he bailed Jared Kushner's dad out of jail and all, I mean, come on, a lot of stuff that just does not make sense about this, Um, but let's roll into the committee, and I'm almost wrapped up here, I know we got a long episode with these great gentlemen, so we're gonna uh, do that here next, but I wanted to kind of go through these names um, and the political parties of this committee. It's a nine-member committee led by Benny Thompson, a Democrat, and you only have two Republicans, and the one Republican is Liz Cheney. Uh, Liz Cheney has the last name, I think, that should be retired from politics after what happened with 9-11. Dick Cheney was really the one kind of leading that war, and I think that's... I mean, I think that that's pretty pretty well known. Um, there's a lot of comedies and things that Bush was not ever in charge. Similar to the way that when Reagan was in charge, Poppy Bush, H.W. Bush, was in charge. He was actually a, a fucking leader, a bad leader, a corrupt leader, but a leader nonetheless. W. Bush just wanted to be president. Um, and he also needed to be president because his dad was doing some shady shit that Bush... Baby Bush had to kind of finish the job with. And, um, yeah, very, very different the two of those uh, George Bushes are. But Cheney, I think, and, and, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but Cheney's name in politics should be comparable to Hitler. I don't think anyone with the last name Cheney or anyone of that bloodline should be involved with politics. That's just me. Think about it yourself. Next up, Zoe Lofgren, another Democrat, Adam Kissinger, a Republican, but he is not seeking election, uh, reelection, I should say. Supposedly, he's saying that he's not seeking re-election because he doesn't side with the Democrats, but he also does not side with the Republicans anymore. Hey, go as an independent, go as a libertarian, dude. You don't have to be any of this. He says that the division is too much, but instead he is for some reason appointed by Nancy Pelosi to sit on this committee, even though he doesn't want to be part of government after this year. I call bullshit. There's something to that. I think that he's a fucking token Republican here. Pete Aguilar, a Democrat. Adam Schiff, another Democrat. Stephanie Murphy, another Democrat. Jamie Raskin, a Democrat. And Elaine Loria, another Democrat. So out of the nine, you have two Republicans. One is as much of a rhino as Mitt Romney. Uh, Mitt Romney, of course, not voting um, on, on many Republican issues. The worst republican out there i would say uh the biggest snake in the grass and i'm sorry to my mormon listeners I, I know i've been you know we've been talking about some topics that are upsetting some of the mormons out there um i'm thinking of one in particular hey dude uh, i don't think that mitt romney is a good representation of you mormons just like i don't think that barack obama is a good representation of black people mitt romney is a fucking scumbag just like barack obama i gotta say that Um, Man, that they're selling us out, dude. They're all selling us out. And it's not just because of the Mormon thing. It's not because of the black thing. It's because of the elite thing, okay? They're all elite. They don't give a fuck. Look in a Bain Capital, man. They fucking did the whole thing with KB Toys. They dumped tons and tons of, of, like, liquid plastics in some lake. I forget the name. But the lake didn't even freeze over in the winter in, like, northern, like, northeastern United States. Where lakes freeze over... Didn't freeze over for like 13 years or some shit like that. It's insane the the amount of horrible things that uh, Bain Capital has been a part of in some way. Um, but yeah, all those people that I mentioned were approved by Pelosi, who is not a fan of Trump. She's not skeptical of the FBI. None of these folks are skeptical of the FBI. They're all anti-Trump. Um, this is not an unbiased committee the the one republican that is questionable here adam kisinger who i i don't find would be questionable at all i have my ideas on him look into these people if you're interested but dude they're all they all might as well be democrats it's a democrat led committee that is looking after the most far right idea not even i mean not not that trump is a is a true republican or a true populist but that's what they're making it seem what is the narrative that they're telling you here What's the narrative that's being fed to you? Think about that. And then, you know, once you come to your own conclusion, you'll understand why this is a fraud and why, you know, this is all just for TV, man. This is to try and get one side in power or or people that line up with one global ideology, not a political ideology necessarily. This is globalism versus nationalism is all that this is. So this is not Democrat versus Republican, Cheney's a globalist. Uh, Kissinger, I would venture to say, is a globalist. Romney is absolutely a globalist. All the Democrats that I just mentioned are are globalists. Fucking Adam uh, Schiff, that bloodhound for truth. Do you think he's going to go for anything real? You know what I mean? Come on. I mean, shoot, he fucking went over to uh, Ukraine for the photo op with Pelosi, right? It's wild. You know, it's unfortunate, man, so... Um, we have some other things that I, I wanted a lot more I wanted to get into, but I, I'd like to keep these about 30 minutes up top here. So um, you have Ireland kicking around locking down again, this time over gas shortages. If uh, if gas becomes too scarce, the reason uh, for this edition of lockdowns up in Ireland there would be because uh, they want to save gas for the rest of the world. More fucking bullshit virtue signaling. I hate it. And I'm sure that the people there do, too. And uh, something very scary that we will end on 100 uh, percent. 48 to 59 percent of Democrats, uh, depending on what sites you check I checked uh, various sites 40, 48 to 59 percent of Democrats want a police state, but about that same number of Democrats, want to abolish the police. So think in that noodle of years, who would be the police in a police state if the police weren't around? They wouldn't be friends of yours. They wouldn't be the sheriff. They wouldn't be people from your community. They would be globalist puppets, globalist stormtroopers that have no interest in your, you know, I don't know. No no interest in you as a whole. Um, We got into a little thing on uh, the... Talk at the Tavern, which if you want to get those episodes, go to uh, the My Third Eye Patreon. I think it's just patreon.com slash my third eye. And you can get some uh, some of those episodes. He releases those exclusively on Patreon now. And those are great, great chats that we do. Just friends. And, and we get on there and we uh, just talk about all kinds of stuff. We talked about this specifically. um idea that the schools being armed is something that these dumb fucking Republicans are saying needs to happen. Motherfucker. Do you want a police state too? Because that's where they'll start. They'll play with your heartstrings and they'll say, Hey, the fucking shootings are going on at schools. You want to arm the schools? Why don't we arm your businesses too? They'll start with that. Let's say we do arm teachers or we put fucking SWAT team outside of schools. Then what happens? Those schools get safer. And that proves their point, that more guns in the right hands protect people? Come on, man. What are we doing here? This is a really confusing issue, and it can't be solved by simple, shallow fucking statements. Teachers need to be armed. Get rid of guns. Those are stupid. That's it, it, Mental health, even. It goes deeper than just mental health. It's a cultural issue. That our culture's been deteriorating since I've been alive. Looking back at the TV that was popular, Survivor, like I mentioned earlier, that's trash, dude. All this stuff that we've been watching and that we're attracted to is horribly diminishing our culture, and that's a big problem. So, you're not going to get your answers by arming teachers, you fucking idiots. You're not going to get teach your fucking answers by, you know, anything that you hear that's just cut and dry is not going to solve the problem. This is a serious discussion that needs to be had. And I think that the fucking FBI needs to be looked into here. What, what, what involvement did the FBI have with this Uvalde shooter? It's wild, you know? More often than not, there's some interesting things that go on with the FBI. And I'm not saying everyone in the FBI is bad. But why Why do we see that like when there's a seven-man team that wants to abduct a fucking governor or whatever, what was it, 12 men, seven men, whoever, 80% of them are FBI? Does that make sense? Should an organization like that be around? I don't know. You tell me. I think that it should be if they're trying to perpetuate an agenda. But if they're trying to defend the people and protect the people here in the United States... I would say that they're being being very, very counterintuitive to that right now. So my thoughts and my thoughts alone don't say that we need to arm schools. Don't say that we need to toughen up security in schools. Maybe you can do it with technology, right? Magnetic doors, several doors that you have to walk through, let's say, to get into the school after the gates are locked. There's a fucking door that you walk through and the person talks to you, the person behind a desk talks to you while you're trapped between two magnetically sealed doors, and you cannot get in or out unless you are confirmed to be a parent or someone pre-approved by a parent to pick up a a fucking kid. This isn't impossible to get through. It just takes some civil conversation and some level-headedness. Put the politics aside for the betterment of the kids, for the fucking country too, man. But anyway, let's roll into episode 33 of uh, Monday Night Master Debaters. That was a long intro, but, uh, you know, some important things, some things that are weighing on my mind. Uh, whatever. We'll see what happens. But uh, enjoy this episode, number 33, Illuminati confirms Fun shit. And um, look for more of these to be coming out, guys. Take care and enjoy the show.
3: And welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters. Tonight we have got a good one. We have Moral Bob from the Hidden in Plain Sight podcast. How's it going, buddy? Well, it's going on, brother. Thanks for having me. Oh, pleasure as always. We have Jeff coming back from the Shadow Band podcast. What's up, man? Hey, hey, hey. What's up, buddy? Good to be here. Appreciate you. Thanks for coming. Secret Squirrel, we got a podcast yet or what?
4: It's still coming, man. I hope my audio is working. Is it okay? You're good. All right, cool, bro. Still coming. I've been sick, down with the sickness the last week,
3: man.
2: So I'm finally Ooh, keep it on the
3: west coast, right? You've been sick too, right?
2: Yeah, I was pretty messed up for a little while, dude. Dude,
3: what is going on, man? And and you know Not what? Not enough
1: vitamin D. But they're blocking the sun, so who knows?
3: <laughs> well, and it's funny you say that, Bob, because I said now every morning, you know, I'm out walking my pup and I'm looking up at the sky and I'm like you know, I'm looking around and it's a clear blue sky. And then all of a sudden I look straight ahead and I start seeing these parallel lines, you know, just single strips across the sky. I see all these, you know, checkerboards. I'm like, I gotta take a video of this, show this to Bob. And then I I turn around and look, you know, uh, I think I was facing North. I turn around and face South and I see two planes just spraying away and mm-hmm. it's like, and then, you know, it was beautiful, clear, clear all morning, except for those. And then by about midday, it was just like these huge white clouds that rolled in.
0: Those are just condensation trails. You guys are extremists. <laughs> I'm paranoid, Jeff.
1: Uh, as some would say, uh, uh, schizophrenic. I've been called schizophrenic. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, here, here, it's really crazy. Even on clear days, it looks like there's a haze. Even when there's no clouds, it's the sky isn't blue. It's like gray. Um, it's like a pale, pale bluish gray. It's really weird, even on super clear days. Um, but every single morning, it's completely overcast. Every morning, mm-hmm. like every single morning. I think they and there's a lot of air traffic at night. No matter what time you go outside you can go outside at two o'clock in the morning and there's airplanes going it's like where the fuck are they going like what are you doing at two in the damn morning i mean i've heard of red eyes but come on like it's every (laughs) night there's just red eyes fucking at two o'clock in the morning every night i don't think so um and then every morning it's it's just like a just a constant layer of cloud it doesn't even there's not even any deviation there's not texture it's just white and then by like 10 o'clock it's kind of broken up into individual clouds and sometimes it disperses and it's a quote-unquote clear day and sometimes it stays cloudy
3: with all those clouds it should really mess with the satellites
2: (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah, well did you
2: guys look into that uh operation uh what the hell is it crimson mist that stuff at all
3: Mm -mm. I just listened to that episode, uh, this actually this evening when I was walking the Pup Rye. And, uh, it's funny because I, I, took a class in high school, I believe called African Middle East. And we started, we were one of the things we looked at was that Hutu Tutsi, uh, genocide. And, uh, one of the things I remember is, you know, in the history book that I was reading at the time, they kind of wrote it off as like someone had put almost a spell on them and they just went into this frenzy, you know, like you yeah. were saying, they were cutting off limbs, cutting off heads. And then they were like, you know, saving the parts and just doing like savage things to these bodies. And yeah. then all of a sudden it was like a switch went off and everything subsided. And
2: well, and that's what's wild.
3: There's, yeah, there's, so there's, when you said reason. that, I mean, back then this I'm talking like mid 90s, there was no mention of anything to do with direct energy. And, you know, yeah. or or frequency or anything like that. And when you mentioned that in the podcast, I was like, wow, I'm like, that's a crazy idea, but very plausible. Because one of well, the, the things I'm I'm looking at is I'm going back into the 1800s and looking at some of these natural disasters and wondering if these were kind of test runs of certain dues. You know of certain energy weapons and see see what happens you know if we if we you know set off this amount let's see what what goes on and they were kind of playing with things and that's what i wonder when when some of this happens it's, it's
1: wild i think i think they've had wild technology beyond our imagination for a very long time like people think even even in our our circles people think weather control and mind control and all of that is new stuff i think it's been around the entire time like i think yeah. they just slow trickle this into society as we become more aware of things and they they can't they slowly progress technology so they can get to the point to where it's what they want but i think they've had the technology they use on us from the start
0: yeah. That's something I say a lot. And it's kind of like, I don't have anything substantial to back that up really, but <laughs> I'm totally on the same page with you. You know, when people talk about like the great reset or something, I'm always like, dude, this is not the first great reset. They've done this. Who knows? Let's just call it a hundred times. How how the hell do we know how many times it's been? And I do think that they've had some technologies to pull off, uh, you know, like false flag natural disasters since the beginning of time, probably, you know?
3: And, and Brody, were we talking about it at the tavern where, You know, I mean, you go back to even like some of the ancient Sumerian drawings and Egyptian drawings and and the gods were always carrying a purse. Right. They always had that bag with them. And yeah, they always had Right. So many weird stuff with all with all that type of stuff.
4: Right. I mean, how much do we really know? But I think it's obvious that something we've been hoodwinked along the way. We definitely know they're not telling us the truth.
3: And that's so, what you hear, right? I mean, a lot of times you hear that, you know, this has been rerun over and over, right? It's been reset multiple times and the technology doesn't change. You know, if you, if you go by the uh, Akashic Records, right? Nothing is new according to that. Everything has already happened in some shape or form and it's just replaying out. So if you, if you go along those lines, all the technology that we can create has already been created. We're just trying to fumble around and see how high we can get before, you know, we get reset. And that's kind of almost where it seems like we're going. Think of. Oh, no. Losing. Mm-hmm. You froze, buddy. I froze. I
4: said, think about the Nazis, even in what they were, how much they had back then compared to
3: now. I mean, it's crazy. Yep, Like the bell and all that stuff yeah
4: all kinds of stuff they're working with energy weapons and mercury and all kinds of wild stuff
3: yeah not to mention like actual technology like some of the uh you know they they essentially created the initial stealth bomber um you know they had this i i forgot what they called it, it was something like the one wing or something like that was this it looked like a stealth bomber and it was just a, a ridiculous plane that they had um that we captured whoever and through paperclip took them over and and brought them in and created the, the, the b2 um but you what if, see that all
1: over right uh, what if some of these major conflicts you know they say that you know china and russia and america you know these are the world powers they're always at odds what if it's just over control of of the knowledge like there or, is this Bob- like sacred baton that gets past that has all the knowledge and like you you get the keys to to all of the technology
3: or is it an opportunity for them to unveil certain technologies
1: well right? it could be because, that too yeah
3: because we had like airplanes were just created and then all of a sudden and I forgot what podcast I heard they were talking about this they're like yeah airplanes came around and then all of a sudden they were armed with missiles and all these <laughs> high tech systems in no time and it's like it's almost like they have it in their back pocket
1: well it's well i mean they see it say it in tv shows and movies right where it's like anytime somebody creates something it's like well you got to keep it away from the government because they're going to try to weaponize whatever it is you know whether you're a psychic or you know you have some technology You know, it's always said in these movies that the government is going to try to steal whatever it is and weaponize it. So they're ready to weaponize any technology that comes along. Even if you could say that they didn't have the technology the whole time, their agenda is to commandeer whatever technology gets invented and weaponize it. Yeah. What do you guys
3: think is the craziest technology that they had that we have yet to master?
1: (sighs) I think they can control time.
0: That's that's a stretch for me personally. I like to think time travel is accessible and real in some level, but I don't think that I don't think that any of them have any control over that. To be honest with you,
1: what if it just meant speeding things up or slowing them down? What if it wasn't actually time travel? I mean, that's possible because the moon is coming around every twenty four hours if you watch it, and that's not how the moon works. Yeah, I mean that's possible, and it seems like it seems like years are just flying by now. I mean. Code yeah. like 20, yes, that's what we were just saying, 2020 buddy. Yeah. and 2021, they were gone in the blink of an eye. Maybe they just sped up time.
0: Yeah, I think probably the the wildest thing that I can think of that I'm, I'm pretty sure they definitely have access to is uh, like interdimensional travel. You know, like you, you look at the director CERN coming out saying that they're opening portals to other dimensions and pulling back data into ours, you know, and, and I mean, that could play into teleportation or right. time manipulation as well. But uh, if I had to put a name on it, it would probably be like interdimensional travel.
1: Yeah. I think that could be, you know, one and the same as time yeah. travel, depending on when dimension and time and when they intersect. And yeah. True. It's just still, I mean, we don't understand any of these terms that we're throwing out there. Interdimensional travel. I yeah. Mean, do, can any of us really grasp what that would be mentally? <laughs> hey, I watched Stargate. though. Like, know, um i don't i don't think we can and i think that's been a dumbing down of us also intentionally is that we're not we used to be able to grasp these things and do them easily i think it was very much part of culture is that you know we could control our at least our time and whatever and we've been severed from source from energy and it's turned us into these mushy weak creatures that we are now
0: yeah and you know i wonder if uh like you were saying where the government's role is essentially to just like commandeer new technologies and weaponize them sometimes i wonder if those technologies have already been discovered by call it the shadow governments right and that they actually seed that into the public like what's the guy Mm -hmm. who invented the engine that runs off water right and then he's murdered like was like was it was he Or is that like a (laughs) psyop that they put out to make us think that here's a guy who came up with it and look what happened to him. So don't even try.
1: Exactly. That's what it is. It's the it's a fear tactic to say, okay, because it it, these stories do get public. And if they don't want you to know they just off somebody for this reason, you're not gonna know. You're never gonna know that person existed. Um, so it's just like, hey, don't you try it either, or else you'll get off too. So uh, like the cop in Buffalo. But it's true stuff. You can run a car on water.
0: Sure, you can run a car on your power of your own mind if you knew how to.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too.
0: Yeah. Magnets could run a car very easily.
1: Well, all you need is spark, fuel, and, uh, you know, air. So as long as you can make, if you could like mentally spin an alternator or even just grasp that energy and make a combustion yourself, then it's. Then you're yep.
3: off to the races. What do you
4: got, Shannon? I don't know, man. I I always wondered if they have that uh, that tech. I forget the name of it. It's like uh, I don't know if it was Looking Glass or something where they were allowed to supposed to like see so far into the future or whatever. I'm not. I forget the exact name of it, but that would be wild if they do have that.
3: Yeah, that was the yellow cube right and, and, I, and i'm
4: not sure what it was
3: supposedly the yellow cube only went up to 2012 like you could look in glass they could only look until 2012 and like that that you know the old mayan 12 21, 2012 and then past there it was unknown supposedly right and but i guess go- that
4: It would would have to be for sure something they can manipulate your mind. You know what I mean? If you wanted to go with one that you know they could do, you know they got that all
3: mapped. And that goes to Bob's theory of, you know, them just playing experiments with us, you know, throwing certain factors out there. And, you know, so if they can see the future, they can say, okay, well, we need to do this in order to get here. Well, in Bob's scenario, they're sitting in Antarctica and they're like, OK, let's see if we install a little more government in North America. And how do they
1: take it? You know,
3: and right. Yeah, Dude, it, could be,
1: it could be a giant RPG game. They could be rolling fucking dice. Like, all right, let's see what we're going to throw at them next. And famine. <laughs> well, it's funny you
3: say that because on on I was listening to uh, Realize Radio today and they were talking about what if uh you know the powers that be are really doing what they're doing just to keep the npcs at bay because if the npcs get loose they're evil at at their core right they're violent they're you know they're a real threat to society so they're gonna do whatever they can to keep those npcs at bay and i was like wow that's an interesting way to look at things because
1: well if it is all about energy they could be trying to just keep the idea from spreading, you know, like the hundred monkey theory, you know, if enough people wake up, it spreads. You know, if an, if enough energy is put out into this energy realm, then it's infectious and it spreads like wildfire. And so, what they're trying to do is keep it tamped down to where they can just call us conspiracy theorists, our tinfoil hat wearers, you know, into where it doesn't just automatically just spread.
3: Well, no, well, what they were saying is, is that it doesn't affect us. Right. It only affects the NPCs, which allows us to do our thing. And that part of the population to, you know, grow together essentially. Right. Like, you know, they, it keeps the NPCs at bay because if they get angry, then we're going to waste all our time battling them. And, uh, I was like, wow, that's, that's a cool take
1: well if it's some kind of matrix matrix kind of agent situation right like but if that's the case then we can wake up some of the npcs
0: i you know i don't know um i think about like simulation theory stuff a lot and to think that we are in some way living in a world sentient simulation and you know there is a small percentage of us that are Uh, like our consciousness is in the simulation and the vast majority of people are NPCs. They are programmed into the simulation. Right. Whereas we're, we're here kind of uh, experiencing it and they are part of it. And, you know, then you, you think about like uh, the interdimensional psychic vampires, as Alex Jones says, right. Or the, the archons that feed off of negative energies. And it's like, there, there has to be some kind of... It's like we're a battery. The ones who are experiencing this realm and not part of it, our negative energies are the battery that power all of the the whole matrix. right? So I don't necessarily think that it's like in the movie The Matrix where you can go in and pull people out. right? You can unplug them and now they're no longer part of the matrix. I think that the ones that are not NPCs will always be the ones that are not NPCs. And the ones that are NPCs are always going to be the NPCs.
4: sometimes i just i think it's all about free will it's all whatever you're turning it over to if you're going to turn it over to the low energy darkness whatever you want to call it then you're going to stay asleep and you're just going to be part of the hive mind but if you make that conscious choice to look for something else or not be a part of that then you go the other route but i think you're right that those negative things they they definitely want people in that fear paradigm for sure
2: Well, and were you saying to Jeff, uh, were you saying basically that, uh, like, do you think that you're an NPC or that you're
0: no, I, I, well, I like to think I'm not an NPC. I guess there's no way to really know for sure. Right. But no, I would say like the five of us are not NPCs. We're like the actual, like imagine like an online multiplayer game, right? Like oh. we are all actually characters playing inside the game. Whereas you could walk up to NPCs and have full conversations and interact with them, but they are coded to interact with you in a very certain way. Right? Now, do you
2: think that, that people that are not NPCs are people that kind of support the government or like, what would, what would tell you that someone's an NPC versus the five of us not being an NPC?
0: Um, I think if you want to boil it down to something as simple as that yeah sure like if you're we all know those people right that they just trust everything and anything that's just laid out in front of them right like if you're stuck in the paradigm of like who's the president right if that's all you're ever focused on or all you're ever focused on is just the basic levels of reality then you're probably an npc yeah now, they kind follow
3: of- all the, the the culture you know like the pop culture right and, and and all the mainstream tv and they're all wrapped up in that like your your life is about consumption right right yeah and like but if
1: if we if we look at you know if we take into the idea that they tell us a lot through movies um and then you you look at stuff like the matrix free guy um tron and uh what else i said it earlier oh um and tron i I think that was it but if you look at these movies you can wake up the npcs like in tron matrix free guy in these in these you know simulated universe um movies that they tell us a lot in you can wake up people that are quote unquote non-playable characters even i mean in free guy free guy was so weird because he just like naturally woke up like it wasn't it wasn't like some outside force like it was in the matrix or or tron
0: but like was he just he,
1: kind of woke up
0: are those people NPCs that are becoming non-mpcs or are those people actually consciousness in the matrix that are just getting to that point in their experience of the simulation to where now it's time for them to wake up you see what I'm saying?
1: It could be, but I mean, maybe that's what all all that an NPC is. Well,
0: maybe I guess, yeah. Because I would at, say at creation, def-
1: they're they're meant to eventually wake up.
0: In, in all honesty,
3: I would say that if I, if I go back to like, I don't know, from like early 2000s until probably like 2006, 2007, I was probably deemed an NPC. Um, I was, you know, I was just living the mainstream life doing exactly. I got out of college, got a job, you know, had had a, had a mortgage and all this shit and was just, you know, doing normal, you know, watching TV and playing video games and doing everything they wanted me to do. Um, you know, kind of just living their dream. And until I realized and started realizing that some of the stuff that, uh, we had been misled about did I start waking up? But I, I think for a stretch there, I would, I would say
0: I was in that boat uh, in that boat or bucket. Yeah. I can see that. Cause I've caught myself in those times in my life too, where, you know, I was just doing the motions. Right. So I, yeah, I, I mean, I suppose you guys are right. Maybe they're not NPCs no matter what forever you might be able to pull them out of that somehow
2: well that's that's one thing that i think is interesting and i'm playing with my audio so sorry if i sound different like every time i speak that's better last time <laughs> you
3: played with it you sound like you're yes. underwater okay. it
2: sounds
4: good now dude
2: <laughs> thanks um yeah no i'm it's crazy what a, we're, it's a real knife fight over here trying to deal with this audio but you know the the thing with the uh, the NPCs, um it's a fascinating topic right it's something that's fun to talk about but I think that there's something really uh, something vain about thinking that we're not the NPCs and the people that don't agree with us are the NPCs like they're the idiots. They're the ones that don't matter. Not that not that you're saying that they don't matter, but, you know, the idea that, uh, you know, these are just like some some non playable characters. I don't I don't I don't get it necessarily it's almost like
4: the it's almost like the zombie narrative that they you know what I mean they're pushing forever through the tv and everything where the zombies is really us <laughs> it, yeah man, we're already there you know, what, I, know, what, I, I, what I see <laughs> it
3: as is they're just kind of living that consumer lifestyle oblivious to anything around them like they never go out in nature. They. They live in that materialistic consumer world. I think I I
4: think it's people that have a hard time critically thinking and like looking at stuff around them where they just they can't critically think, they just accept everything.
1: I don't know if it's that they can't. It's just that that they they've been distracted to a point
3: or programmed, Bob.
1: You know, these are these are yeah, these are zombies already. You know, I, I think that a lot of the stuff they put out there is for us to think that there's something coming that's already here so zombies are just an allegory for humans now they're mindless consumers which is what zombies are zombies are mindless consumers um that's all they think about is is eating 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 i just you know they're that's their only control which is a lot of what society is right now work and consume work and consume work and consume like you're a fucking brainless zombie and you see them all the time driving down the road with their freaking phones glued to their damn faces because they can't separate themselves from it for even a few minutes to get down the damn road you know and the idea that we're gonna own nothing and love it already there folks like that's not something that's coming well, aren't the, like
2: <laughs> zombies are that's the kind of the way that zombies are portrayed in pop culture right but zombies right. like in voodoo are are kind of like a religious thing you know what i mean it's 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 it goes past just the mindless eating so i think that there's something there when when we just you know say that zombies are these mindless eaters or the useless eaters as the the world economic forum would say there's something more to it i think um Uh, rather than just saying that they're useless eaters or mindless, you know, just going through and consuming. I'm not saying that they're right. I mean, there's a reason that I don't side with that.
1: Right. Well, the voodoo stuff is it's spiritual. It's these people have like dark spirits. And you could still say that these people that are mindless consumers have dark spirits in them. They have no light, you know, because they're just dead. They're just, they live for this one task and they're not spiritually enlightened. You know, mm-hmm. their their brain, their third eye has been calcified and they are just turned into these, you know, these soulless creatures that are yeah. easily seen to the other, even if it's spiritually.
2: Yeah, I just think in voodoo it goes a little
1: beyond that. I, I think it's it's well, it's, sure. Yeah. But like but. most of the controllers, when they commandeer a lot of different things like Christmas and whatever, they're taking stuff from all of these different things. So you know, they just you know if anything nothing else they just took that from voodoo because it's already kind of the imagery is almost already there for them
3: yeah well i mean yeah, and we it's started... that idea of the walking dead right i mean that's that's an, an you know an oxymoron too because it's and, and it kind of describes them right they're just going through the motions they're not living they're they're just doing what they do every day it's like clockwork mm.
2: Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, we started off talking a little bit about Freemasonry. I don't know if we were recording when we started talking about that. But it just, you know, the way that that is kind of perpetuated in culture and how they are painted as the bad guy. It makes you wonder the same way that these zombies, like a mindless creature that's just walking through life and consuming, whether it's media or food or booze like I'm doing right here or weed like some of us do. Right. It's uh, it's just it, it's. It's interesting to think why these narratives are painted for each one of these groups, right? Um, the Freemason stuff is is very, very interesting to me lately because why are they the bad guys? Why are they Tubal the ones... Kane. Tubal Cain, Tubal Cain, sick dude. Supposedly, like anyone that's really good at their craft is following in the footsteps of Tubal Cain, um, really? according to Freemasonry. Yeah, so I dude, mean, if Tubal
4: Cain is some creepy stuff, man,
2: for real. Yeah, he's like the, the Freemasons number one God, like the uh, first blacksmith. Uh, Shannon actually told me about him. Yeah, and the witches worship him. as like the first. Uh, what was it, Ryan? I forget
4: what he was. The first blacksmith. Like, yeah. And he was like the first witch something. I, he, Man, yeah. Witch king. Yeah, witch king. And then he was tied into Enoch, they said, with the Azale, I believe, took him over. A bunch of weird stuff.
2: Azazel. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It's yeah. interesting, dude. Just dark. real
2: interesting stuff. Dark energy. And yeah, you have uh, some uh, so they call Cain the Vulcan of pagans and uh, the Vulcan married Venus and Venus is another name for Satan in the whole, you know, mythology, Roman mythology and shit. So, I mean, it ties back and that's kind of what I'm talking about here. Um, But in the process of going through this episode, I'm fucking with my audio. So it's like I've only got like 20 minutes of this damn like three hour episode down. So it's going to be a couple days before it comes out. But it's it's really, really interesting stuff, dude. If any one of you guys want to look it up, it's just called, um, what is it? It's uh, Freemasonry, the Worship of Lucifer Satan, and it's five parts.
5: All right.
2: Yeah, it's wild. Good shit. A lot of Albert Pike, a lot of Manly P. Hall.
0: I'm going to have and- to look into it, man, because I've yeah. been... I've I've been fucking up and getting Freemasons on my show without even realizing it lately. And it's just like become a thing now where I'm like, I I I gotta pay a little more attention to that shit because they're just infiltrating my show every other fucking episode. It's pissing me off.
2: Well, I don't know if it's that bad. You know, I don't know, I know.
0: if I, I get it.
2: I get you it. You know, supposedly, I mean, uh, who was that? That uh uh paranoid American. He's uh supposedly he's a 32nd degree Mason and he says that it's pretty lateral. Uh from one to thirty-two, which I would I would love to talk to him about this. I completely disagree. Um, I think that there's a reason that they have the staircase mythology and and like you know, they have all the, the ladders, and then you have the uh what is it, the Eastern Star, which is basically the sorority version of the Freemasons. It's the women that are married to Freemasons, or it's it's basically the women equivalent to Freemasonry. Um, it's it's deep, dude. There's a lot of interesting stuff when it comes to that group. But why are they so out there? Why are they talked about a lot? And why are they painted as the, like, end all be all bad guys?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I get that too. Because I know that anything can be, like, some form of psyop, including that, right? Like, the demonization of of whatever. Take your pick of a secret society. But um, my problem is I haven't done, like, deep dives into masonry or any secret societies in years, right? I've been... I, I get off on these other tangents and go research this whole thing. So, like, all of my... I have to like break that barrier that I already built up 10 years ago about like the Freemasons are the bad guys. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of, I have to go through that process of like shattering that paradigm to like understand more about it.
3: Hey, so. if you want to, if you guys, seriously, you know, I've been listening to uh, Conspiracy or Just a Coincidence and Jack's been putting out some good stuff on uh, masonry lately. Um, he's, he, I think he's been putting out like different couple part series. And I know the most recent one has been going through uh Freemasonry you know and, and the Scottish right and all that stuff. so uh it was real interesting and in how you know they it, it, specifically the one instance I remember is how they basically got Napoleon into power, and then when he decided to go nationalistic, that's when they decided to poison him. so it's you know they there are instances like that where again is it circumstantial that because you look at our founding fathers and the majority of them not the majority but a a large number of them were masons um so i mean it's not to say they're all bad but there's also an alternate agenda at the higher levels it seems because you don't have the layout of washington dc being the way it is just because you know, right. I mean, they, they went through extensive and they're all free Masonic symbols. Well, I think if-
4: I think it's weird. Just anytime a bunch of dudes want to go join something with other, just all men and, and, and shut the lights that's, off. And tickle that's each weird. Other and that's shit. weird to me. I, I don't get that. I mean, maybe when you're like 10 and you had like a secret clubhouse or something, that's cool, man. But when you're in your thirties and forties, I don't know. That's kind of strange and weird
0: mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, it's weird. I, like I what said, you just got to break that paradigm, honestly.
1: Well, what if just at the at the higher levels? Once you get into the higher levels that actually have power, they have to corrupt you to make you controllable because they don't want you to have that much power and be not controllable. And so then they corrupt you in mostly you know pedophilic ways because they see that maybe as the easiest. You know, maybe they've been perfecting this shit over time.
4: Oh, I'm sure, too. As long as you've been in there, you figure someone's hanging around to their 32nd level. That's a long time. So, I mean, you're going to let something slip that they can use against you. You know what I mean? You're going to trust someone in their organization and they can turn around and blackmail you, just like the Catholic Church used to do with the priests.
1: Yeah, I think it's once you get to the higher levels, that's when they offer you a teenager um, before they let you pass into the next levels that actually have legit power and wealth.
3: And, and Bob, I think that's prevalent in most yep. of these big and whether it's Hollywood, whether it's music, whether it's business, I, I, you know, I think that's the only way you get to these high rings is you have to play ball, yep. you know, and, and as, I agree as you know, pessimistic as that sounds, the more you research and the more you start looking into the, the beginnings of these things and how they run today it's one giant blackmail scheme
1: after another. But they could, if you're not going to go to with the program, they've got one or two options. They'll either destroy you publicly like they did with like, you know, Mel Gibson. Uh, if for some reason they can't kill you or they kill you, you know, like possibly Brittany Murphy and her husband, you know, if you decide to not go with the program, maybe they just off you. And if you, yeah, you get the JFK or enough,
3: you get the Ted Kennedy. Yeah, you but know? If, you,
1: if you're smart enough, like Mel Gibson, You've got that kill that dead man switch where it's like, you can't kill me, I know too much, and I have something that'll if you kill me, this, this, and this will happen. And so, they're just like, all right, well, we'll just destroy you publicly. It
3: didn't work out for McAfee too well.
1: Mm, well, McAfee could just be enjoying his private island outside of, and no, no,
3: I'm just joking about just his kill switch that he supposedly had. That how many, <laughs> hey, how many terabytes
1: that he was going to release?
0: Time's not over, we don't know for <laughs> sure yet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I think McAfee's I think he's a big psyop too. Uh, but we'll see. I guess you know he was fake,
2: see. he was never real.
1: I don't think he was either.
3: I'm oh, I was totally kidding. Are you
2: serious? I
1: don't yeah, I don't think I I think he was just another puppet show,
3: another antivirus creator, you know, yeah, like another yeah. gates. He was These guys that created viruses levels, and, and, was, and then they created the antivirus for you, so you could do on a monthly basis.
1: Super high level. So, I mean, he was super rich. He wasn't just rich. He was fucking mega rich.
3: There were two, right? Basically two antivirus companies. And he had one of
1: them. Yeah. Yeah. He made billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars.
2: Billions. Hey, Matt, can I share something on here? Just to point out. One of these these really weird psyops here with the with Freemasonry, um, something that I was looking into a little bit. Um, The idea that the Jewish star, the Star of David, is this, uh, you know, a basis. Can you see that there?
1: Mm, Yep.
0: Uh, Ah, yes. Now you're talking my language here, brother. So this, to
2: me, is a huge distraction. You got the the hexagon, the six-sided star, but it's really actually uh, that that Freemasonry, uh, what is it, a a square and compass? It's actually a ten-pointed star. And Matt, you'll like this, the blue and yellow, which (laughs) Uh... is, again freemason colors blue and gold are big freemason colors what you see here with the 10-pointed star is a star pointing up and a star pointing down the star pointing up represents lucifer which is their good god this is the light bearer this is the positive god and the one pointing down is satan this is after he's fallen after god cast him out of heaven um so that whole thing is actually what the compass and square is based off of but they tie it in with that star of David as like a thing to completely throw you off of this as above, so below, right. Instead of a triangle, it's a pentagram and that's pointing up. The other one's pointing down. One represents good. One represents evil, but at the end of the day, they both represent the devil. Um, so it's, it's one of those things, dude, it's a deep thing. And I'm trying to figure it out right now. Um, and
4: star star of David was started by who the Rothschilds was that who started it or no
2: i don't know I Dude, I it was around a longer i don't know exactly who i mean like i think it was i, I want to
4: say i'm saying like for is i think it was for israel that they had something to do with it i believe for their when israel became a country
1: i saw that on a car this yeah well, I, saw, I saw that symbol on a, like an emblem it might have been that or today. it might have
2: been just the star itself because yeah, it was
1: star- yeah
2: Ryan,
4: weren't you saying, too, about the LGBTQ thing makes a swastika or
0: something crazy? Was that you that was talking oh, about Oh, yeah, that?
2: dude. I'll show you that yeah, shit. The, uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Which flag Wild. is it? It's like the uh, uh, non-binary flag. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you, yeah. All you got to do is throw it together. Well, what's interesting why you looked that up, too, is if you... That first picture you pulled up with, like, the Saturn hexagon and how, like, it's all, you know, the six sides and the six angles and all that shit all the monotheistic religions can kind of like their symbols can be used to kind of represent that hexagon but then that that goes even deeper like you were saying right so for a long time i was like look all of this is just saturn worship like they're just pointing at this hexagon from saturn and then you start to realize that nasa's full of shit and there is no actual picture of saturn it's just some fucking artist rendition so you're like wait a second this does go way deeper and what you're and, saying
3: and then you get into the black cube jeff right, right? Yeah. and that's supposed to represent saturn also and that's you know what right the but Jews that's like worship that's but that's only
0: like the the top layer of the psyop right like yes. ryan's saying like you could go even further and be like no wait a minute they're actually talking about this 10-pointed star right and it's like yeah, I, I'm totally with that. Dude, when you pulled it up, I was like, yes, let's go. Well,
2: that's one of the reoccurring methods or the reoccurring themes, I should say, of Freemasonry, according to this little fucking pamphlet that I'm going through, and I'm obsessed with it over the last couple of weeks. I'm like reading through it and trying to understand the multiple meanings here because I forget who it is, but um, I can actually look when, when I'm done here. But I mean, it's just this guy says it's like an onion. You'll find one meaning and then you'll find a deeper meaning that resonates with higher level Freemasons and then you'll find another meaning that's like even like so it's exponentially crazier and crazier and less and less people will understand what the true meaning of this is and they laugh at a lot of us when we're sitting here saying that the Freemason logo is based off the Star of David you know what I mean and they're probably laughing at us if anyone was listening that that cared about this shit they would they would probably laugh about us saying that it's actually the 10-pointed star but it's like okay what what is the that actual meaning what does that freemason logo mean but yeah here's this swastika logo with the buy and rainbow flagship
0: yeah it's interesting though you know because like you're saying that uh, right now at this point right we might think the 10-pointed star is like that's we're there right let's figure that out but then it's like you can go deep into like the elven star the seven-pointed star and then it's just like it just keeps going dude i don't everything's fake bro everything's right.
1: fake. yep that's where I was about Everything to call it, Is it's, it's all just a distraction, man. It's all just to give you <laughs> rabbit holes to go down. Yeah, so man. you're not growing your own food, focusing on your own energy, you know, taking care of your own shit. It's all just a distraction. Yeah. Well, yeah, that
2: seven-pointed star makes reference to those 7L chemical or seven Luciferian metals too, which right. we, we kind of touched on a little bit. It's like just real basic metals. Um, I don't know, man. It, it's tough but uh it's fun i think it's fun to look into
4: yeah i agree man
3: yeah cuz 10 is between 9 and 11 which yeah there's something to that 10 pointed star i don't know i'm not good at that numerology. it could be
1: we could be thrown off the set cuz a lot of a lot of stuff points to like 13 royal families but if it's only 10 what if that's what it is what if it's just 10 royal families that actually control everything
2: I don't know if you can see that that's that's kind of what they're getting at there so that yep. top star the the lighter one is yeah. lucifer one pointing down is dark and that's satan but
1: well, yeah and it's 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 the the regular and then the inversion so, yeah it's as
2: above so below shit
1: yeah, yeah it's a, which is i always try to anytime i hear about something i automatically apply the idea that it's just an inversion to it like you just have to you have to go okay what if this has just been inverted to get me to think this way and you have to toy with that for a while to figure out which way is correct yeah Mm
3: -hmm. the the way to look at things now bob you're absolutely right you have to look at the inversion and then you have to look at occam's razor right those are Mm -hmm. the two things you have to consider first and then after you look at those two then you can go any way you want but if you throw those two out you're going to be on a rabbit trail from the beginning yeah i always think too they they
4: stole a lot of that. they stole a lot of that stuff too. You know what I mean from someone oh, it's been else. perverted for sure. Yeah, and like, so if you go, you can go back and trace it to the original and it, the good thing, and then they just invert it to mean
2: something else. That's all, you know. Yeah, the guy that said that, Bob, to your point, what you're talking about about the multiple meanings, his name's Carl Claudy. and his quote says, "Cut through the outer shell and find a meaning. Cut through that meaning and find another." under it if you dig deep enough you may find a third a fourth who shall know how many teachings there are i mean it's just again deeper and deeper you go and uh (laughs) it's wild dude like i said i've been obsessed with this little pamphlet just looking into it and it's like it's like maddening almost what is that shit called again i'm gonna write this down i didn't write it down the first eight thousand times i heard you well dude and and uh Jeff, if you want to hop on and talk about it a little bit, I'm doing probably two or three episodes on it, dude. If you want to read like a specific section yeah, yeah. I'm and, and you're welcome to hop on. We haven't done an episode together, but it's called Freemasonry, the worship of Lucifer, Satan. Um, you could also just type in on DuckDuckGo, type in Satan, the Freemason PDF, and this will pop up pretty early. The worship
0: um, of what? Say it again. I'm just trying to. Freemasonry, so- the worship of the worship of lucifer satan how'd you miss that lucifer satan oh, cuz i was writing and i can't multitask <laughs> <laughs> lucifer satan jeez
2: but now yeah it's uh it's a it's a good little pamphlet dude and i'm giving away half my fucking episode here but i mean it's uh it's interesting stuff man i i want people to to like not only hear it but i want people to like kind of question um and maybe even like tell me i'm wrong about some of this stuff it tells you who created baphomet it's this guy, El- Eliphas Levi, supposedly is the dude that drew him up. They based him off the Goat of Mendes. Um, just fun, fun shit to look into,
0: dude. Yeah, I'll totally check that out. And, uh, hey, guys, on Thursday, on the Great
3: show. Deception podcast will be dropping a Freemasonry, Lucifer, and Satan episode to try and beat Ryan out. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> Let's all do it. Everybody do it. Drop the it day.
2: tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going no, to sh- all
3: nighter, and that's all I'm doing.
2: Fuck this <laughs> it's going to be I Shannon's first episode, too. He just drops <laughs> one. <laughs> no, man, I think, and, and you know what? It, I, more power to you, dude. I want to see, because I, I actually, I'm, I'm just very interested in it. I'll listen to every single one of your guys' episodes if you make one because it seems like there's something there well um
1: um, it's it's gnosticism right like uh yeah
2: gnostic texts or what created so uh,
1: like like I've often at least lately I've been telling people like if the bible story is is accurate in any way I'm for sure on the gnostic side of it at least to the idea that the god in the bible uh old testament god that dude's a narcissist prick fuck that guy um that's I, yeah, mean, I don't if think you that's look a at real the old God. Testament if you look at the Old Testament uh it's it's the God that you're told to worship that's the bad guy and it's the serpent the bad guy that they tell you is the bad guy that's like, hey man he's trying to make you a slave and like he's doing a lot of bad shit to you <laughs> like well you, you gotta got I think it. it I
4: think it all depends where you the way you look at it too because if you look at like the bloodline way where people talk about like they came through and They were making their own basic hybrids off. That's why that the god of the old testament was saying go through and kill all these things, all these things, because they're not humans or something. They're not pure. Yeah. Well created by him.
1: Right. But it was who was determining what was pure? Was he was was he just saying they're not pure because they weren't his creation? No, who was determining who was pure here on
2: Earth? Who was determining who was pure on this planet that we live on? were the elites throughout time. And the elites right. back then when the Bible was written were people that were literate and they were re- religious leaders, right? So they wanted people to follow what they were saying. So if, if I'm the only one here out of the five of us that can read and, and that knows you know, a little bit about mythology, let's say, I'm gonna try and control you for by saying, hey, if you guys don't listen to me, I have the way to salvation. You need to fucking follow me. And you need to do what I say. Otherwise, you guys are fucked. Don't worship that snake. You worship guys heard the things it. that I was told by this God. That God's not really saying that shit, though.
1: You guys heard it here first. Ryan Dean is an authoritarian. If you give him any power, he will use it for his own good.
2: I I do it as much as I can. Mark,
1: mark the tape. <laughs> yeah, mark it down. <laughs> mark the tape.
0: Well, I, I tend to think that, like... all religions man i mean going way back before christianity or catholicism right even going back to like like ancient greece you know i i've been getting a lot into the whole electric universe thing and you know how the ancients were just seeing fucking wild shit in the sky and just making up stories to go along with it so you know i i don't really buy into any religion on that level you know, I'm almost right. kind of, of I'm like, I'm getting closer and closer into like the whole fucking Mike Dank sky clock thing. Although I like, don't, you get what I'm saying? Like,
1: is it, is his Freemasonhood blocking you a little bit?
0: You know, listen, that one pissed me off too. I had <laughs> an issue already with the guy, but like, then I was like,
1: God, damn, this fucking guy, bro. It's- but <laughs> what he says makes a lot of sense. Uh, yes. that's. But exactly. I don't think what he says negates anything. I don't I think, think so it could either. just be an additional part of the story,
2: for sure. You know? Yeah, I don't want to. I hate talking about this, dude. Every fucking episode, it seems like every time there's I'm a sorry. podcast. No, it's not your fault, dude. It, I mean, well, I brought it up last
0: the other night when we were on <laughs> we were doing the tavern, talking the this. tavern. <laughs>
2: yeah. No, and it, you know, it, like like it's been said over and over again, Um, what he says makes sense, but he's repeating things that other people have already said, and he he, he markets it as his own stuff.
1: I have so, a big uh, problem with that. Face the capitalism, man. If it works for him, hate the player. I hate the game. I do.
3: I do want to see a debate, though. I I would love to see someone debate him from the Bible side.
1: I want to have him from the
2: what side?
3: From the the Bible Bible side. side. I want to debate super
2: biblical and
1: just. I want to have. I I wouldn't mind seeing our buddy Emmanuel
3: debate him because I I think that would be fun to watch. That would be good.
1: Dude, the Texlercist. Have you all heard the Texlerist? That's the
3: other guy because he comes from a different. He's saying or, shit like, that's like a long Micah's line, but it's different. It's, you know, and that's why how about, I, I think that guy would give him a run because he's talking about it all being internal, not up in the sky.
1: Right. Or L.A. Marzulli, uh, Gary Wayne. Those would be good people to Dude, I've been trying to get Marzulli at on. Too. Every
0: time I email Marzulli, he's like, yeah, I'll come on. And then I'm like, OK, when? And then like three months goes by. And I'm like, hey, do you remember that we were going to do this? And he's like, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, three months. I'm like, come on, bro.
1: I've how been enough? told my uncle goes to his church.
0: Dude, tell him to email uh, me back
1: again. I started talking to my uncle about L.A. Marzulli and Giants and shit. And my uncle was like, oh, he goes to our church. <laughs> I was like, what is it? Fucking influence. L.A. Marzulli.
3: Tell him what to hit is- up Hefe, man. He needs him on, on the pod.
2: Hefe. Yeah. Since we're talking about
3: a little debating, uh, mm-hmm. Matt,
2: I want to mark down a date at some point to do the UFC. I want yes. to do the UFC, the eight part, the, the eight. Eight man tournament here.
3: shit Yes. So
2: do you wanna do you wanna try? I mean, you can be my partner in this, Matt, and we can try and get it going, dude. I wanna, I mean, I know Bob wants in. Um,
0: oh, I'm in, yeah. You're gonna have to elaborate a little on this. I feel out of the loop. So we're all gonna fight, dude. No, I'm just kidding. So, what (laughs) we're gonna
2: do is uh it's called the unholy fuck alliance, and basically, um, it's gonna be a series that I wanna do, and it's just gonna it's not gonna have an end date, but um It'll kind of be like my version of Monday Night Master Debators here, and you guys can all post them if you're involved with said series. Um, but the first one I want to do is like the worst human being that ever lived, right? So it'll be like a championship bracket where you've got eight people joining in. Um, let's say you got Hitler, Mao Zedong, Henry Kissinger, um, Mother Teresa, maybe you know, Genghis Khan, yeah, might- Genghis Khan. Khan. Genghis yeah, Khan. Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. Whole pot, you got all these different people. Um, I'll have a list where you can choose from and we'll kind of draw names out of a hat. And if you you don't if you have a name in mind that you don't see on that list, you can just throw a dog we'll, in Yeah, we will
3: accept write ins.
2: Yes, absolutely. And uh what we'll do is I mean, it'll probably be a three hour long episode or so. Um, try and make it as as short as
0: possible. But you'll can I throw my it. ex-wife's name in there.
2: Hey, sure. <laughs> if, okay, if I'm if in, dude. If she's then, up there with Kissinger and Hitler, I mean, make worse. the case.
0: Way fucking worse, dude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> make the case. Um, but yeah, so, uh, and I doubt that. I doubt she's worse. I don't her. know. Okay, personally,
1: right. personally, Hitler and Kissinger didn't do much to Jeff. His wife probably ruined This it. is my no, simulation, we're talking about global bro, scale. Right?
0: <laughs> My simulation, bro. I know who the fucking enemy is. <laughs> okay, what's the
3: scale we're comparing it to? Is it local or global?
0: global intergalactic dude intergalactic
2: <laughs> well right. and that's the thing we'll start with people Alple and then i'd like i'd like to do schools you know ivy league schools or just schools <laughs> that have like produced more shitbags bags in the world secret societies um countries so on so what we'll do though is kind of like a championship bracket you got the eight on the bottom oh name ryan out of we
3: have to do presidents there has presidents to be, be one on- just on presidents because presidents got to determine who's the biggest scumbag of them yeah are. we're
1: you, y'all were talking women, about companies worst women of all time like like big companies maybe just pharmaceutical companies like the the possibilities are endless yeah they're fucking endless
2: and it's called the ufc unholy fuck alliance
1: no uh, unholy unholy fuck champions. championship sorry okay, i don't even know the name say, alliance i was like work. where does
2: alliance
0: come in but i, <laughs> yeah, I was going well, with it i was vibing we're good
2: i know i saw you nodding i, I like that okay, i appreciate yeah, it yeah sure but no man so yeah i want to do that so it's official we're going to shoot for this um early either late june early july we'll go for it and uh, yes. i mean bob's in matt's yeah. in um we will probably need some people that are just like uh you know non uh non-commissioned judges we'll just have them just kind of hanging out i know a mitt wants in maybe he can judge hey we should try to do Joe it live see dumb. if we can do it live on youtube and have votes okay yeah i'm down dude i'm down hey man i got i i got a fucking ace in the pocket if somebody picks hitler i i can fucking he's coming out with some, kissinger i'm telling you i mean kissinger i got kissinger i mean i there's don't a think lot of hitler was that bad I mean, okay, well He's, Mark that fucking time And let's uh, use that against Bob someday I don't think it uh, was that
1: bad Prove the holocaust Other than what the history oh books boy. tell Matt's
0: you Matt's show just got fucking cancelled
1: <laughs> Yeah, this is why you don't This is why you get shadow banned so much Jesus. It is They you don't say like me, me saying shit <laughs> They don't like me saying shit
0: That's
1: um, so funny But I mean, it's like prove the moon landing Like there's documentation, but not really you know, like once you start looking into this stuff, it gets yeah, when you real fuzzy, real
3: fast. line. Talking, so to I'm gonna them. set up rules
2: where where you can't say uh, prove this or prove that. Like you can't. <laughs> well,
1: that's what I was gonna say. Like, are we going just by like established history narrative, mainstream history, or if you have some articles that you have ready?
2: Because I'm thinking like we're gonna be talking in five minute brackets, where it's like you lay your shit out. You'll do. It'll be like a debate. You'll have opening statements, two minutes each, you know? So like if I'm talking about Kissinger or Hitler, I'll say, Hey, this is why he's bad. Um, Yeah. We know Hitler's bad and blah, 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 blah. And then the other person will go for two minutes and then you will debate for five minutes um, and then maybe make some closing statements. And you have to kind of like reserve your best arguments for, as you graduate up the bracket to get to that final level. And then you're like, okay, this is, you know, Fucking boom, boom, boom. This okay, is so heavy you're saying yeah, you so
1: can't you
3: use the same your... argument on each level. So you have to, you have to reserve certain items. Once you you use your list, that that thing right. can't be used. Well, again. what if
1: what if you could like you yeah. have like a five topic list and you can only move one of those topics forward? You know, like, uh, are like, are, the, are the that topics... way that way you don't have to do like all new stuff each time because that's gonna you're gonna run out. Eventually. That's the
2: point. That's why you can't use that's why Hitler isn't necessarily the best choice because a lot of people already know what Hitler is. My sure. go-to pick, and I've been very upfront about this, is Henry Kissinger. I've got a lot of shit yeah. on him that a lot yeah. of people don't fucking. I'm up. going,
3: I'm going deep on George Bush. George Lincoln. George
2: Bush Senior?
1: Yes. Lincoln. Okay. Lincoln. Abraham okay. fucking Lincoln.
2: <laughs> hey, we can say, yeah, I mean. We can that say dude we was
1: think. a fucking monster. He was bad. He, he was slaughtered bad. close to a million of his own countrymen I mean, in dude, the as country that promoted though, freedom.
3: But he wore a top hat, Bob.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a nice little satanic uh symbol, too. The top hat. But yeah, no, dude, yeah. um, I mean, as far as as far he's as, the hat man, dude. Yeah, as far as numbers he's go, Mao Zedong Mao Zedong is up there in the modern a, modern times, he so he's stalin. stalin. Stalin, yeah, Holodomor's up
1: there,
2: right? I mean, you got some, Guevara you got,
1: beheaded gays. What I about
4: mean, it, what about uh Kim Jong Un's dad? He was pretty bad, dude.
3: Yeah, bad they're bad. low millions though. I mean, they're small time.
1: Yeah, Pol Pot takes them down.
3: Pol Pot's a bad dude though, yeah, Pol
1: and Pol Pot backed by an Kissinger, backed
3: fucker. by
2: Kissinger. Yeah, that
4: was us, right? Bombing and during Vietnam over in Cambodia,
2: right? With a fucking undercover mission. That wasn't even known by Congress. Kissinger was rerouting planes mid-air and having them bomb Cambodian villages.
1: Can you throw out families like Rothschilds? Because not in this one. That's generational.
2: Yeah, not in this one. I want to do bloodlines later, so we can like you know, we can do Duponts.
1: We can do the. uh, You're going to go 12 families, basically. You can pick one of them. I mean, the Gates family is fucked up.
2: The Gates, the Mercers. I mean, you know, the Oxycontin people, uh, all these all these different. I mean, the, like you said, Bob, right. the sky's the limit, dude. So right. we're going to do this, <laughs> yes. Matt. We're going to we're going to set this up and we're going to make it go. It'd be great to live stream. I don't have live streaming capabilities as of now, but, uh, you know, we'll you, see. oh, you have to get them. Well, you need a uh, you need a, a ethernet cable, which I could get, but I've never fucked around with it. Oh, have you done live streaming?
0: No.
1: Oh, okay. I'm, Joe, I'm a step above Joe a and Jen. Joe Yeah, that shit you know. dialed in. Man. The only live
0: streaming I do is on TikTok, which actually works pretty fucking good. I'm not gonna lie. Twenty-seven thousand views on a live stream the other day. Nice oh, shit. TikTok. Wow, yeah. dude. But you can't do like, like you're saying. You can't like post qu. You can post questions and polls, but it's not. It's not as clean as YouTube or something.
3: Because supposedly right. you can, I can go live right from here, and I, you know, I just could go live. Oh yeah, yeah try
2: it though, Matt. And
3: it's like. And trash. Well, go uh,
2: to oh yeah, fuck that. The great deception. Yeah, it'll be like that. It's so weird, dude. <laughs> yeah. You need a cable and, and like all kinds of other shit, but it's fairly easy. You just gotta mess around. But yeah, it's it's a fucking date, dude. We're, we'll set up an actual date and uh I'll I'll reach out to some of
0: y'all on uh Instagram and shit and we'll get this going. Sweet. Set up the OnlyFans, bro. <laughs> I hear you can stream to multiple platforms through OnlyFans. Ooh, that's true.
2: Okay, and we can all do it with our shirts off.
0: We don't and have to pigs. do all that. I mean, we can. I'm okay I mean, how
1: many? I mean, dad bods are in, so.
0: I'm just. I what mean, about whatever. dad dicks?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we should have just a no dick rule. Yeah, okay. I'm a Bob, man. <laughs> okay. just I just got, got a belly button up. Even belly button up only.
2: navel up. Okay, oh, dude. <laughs> ever seen a man rise out of his
0: overalls (laughs) just a bunch of naked dudes talking about hitler and fucking
1: and not (laughs) making (laughs) any not making any reference no no one watching it'd be hilarious if we just make like ten thousand dollars in tips and donations or whatever from a bunch of gay dudes that's all that would tip
2: us
3: who
0: cares just show
3: them your big toe
0: cares? yeah finally take that boat to antarctica (laughs)
2: Yeah, dude. Maybe I could quit my fucking job and then we can do evil corporations. I mean, dude, uh,
3: well, this is going to be fun. Endless. We could do
2: cults. You know, cults? What you do, right?
3: You do one a month,
2: one a month. OK, so so, Matt, this is my question to you, too, since uh, I'm, I, I want you to help me with this a little bit as far as like the planning, because I feel like the logistics. I think that you're more of a logistics guy than I am. I can't even fucking find a matching pair of socks when I leave the house. That's
3: sweet. That's an ease. That's it. That's a very cop out way of saying, hey, set this shit up for me. Do all the No, no, I'm going to set it up. (laughs) I'm going to set it up. I just I'm
2: wondering if you think that we should say like a separate uh, episode where we draw the names out of the hats and we figure out who has to do what and who's looking into who and then you set up the bracket. And you're figuring out okay, Hitler's going against Kissinger, Pol Pot's going against Kim Jong un.
3: Do we so do a on. live draft with everyone present?
2: Yeah, and then you take a break
3: and then you do the actual fighting, uh, you know, two weeks from then so that yeah. everyone has time to study Yeah, no, you like so? you do the draft and then yeah, and then you give a couple, you know, two, three weeks to prepare. Okay, and boom, let's roll.
1: And we do the whole bracket in one show, whole bracket so, in like, one show, whole bracket, one shot. Yeah. Cool.
3: yeah it'll be relatively
2: quick arguments so that it's not like fucking you know 17 hours long
1: i mean to, yeah and whoever's dude, the more whoever we talk is about is it not, more whoever is
3: about. not participating is the judges essentially so yeah the judges will be extra votes or
2: they can be like hey dude that's bullshit you know like don't don't uh don't use the n-word you know what you know? we
3: bring maybe we can bring joe and jen in as are our judges, our moderators, and they can put it live on Rockfin. It's yeah, because they've whammy. got
1: Rockfin, they've got YouTube, they've got yep. Streamyard. They could possibly post it on all three.
3: Now we're thinking outside the box, my friend. Yeah, yeah. there we Speaking go. Speaking of which, Bob, what the fuck is the moon?
1: It's been doing some crazy shit, right? But what like, is it like? What it, is it? I, th- I
3: don't know. Dude,
1: I, it, I think it's. I think it's. It's uh, such
3: an anomaly. I,
1: i think it is something physical whether it's a physical ball of plasma i don't know but i have seen it in captured inside of clouds i have seen clouds all the way around it so it can't be a projection
0: i think it is i think it's like a hologram dude i mean like ever since i got a Like, I talked to Crow one day, and he, like, po- pointed me to his uh, lunar wave footage. Yeah, I've seen that stuff. I just spent, like, stuff. weeks looking into that shit. And I was like, dude, this thing could be a fucking hologram. It dude. could
1: be, but it wouldn't be able to – it would have to be able to be a hologram inside of clouds being blo- – like, you know, if you have clouds on all sides, how's it a projection, and where's it projecting from, and how's it – emitting light just right around the clouds there's i am into that theory i just haven't seen anything really compelling so, about it yet
4: when what I got, do you guys think about the theory uh, or not that even the theory that they shot a rocket up there and it rang like a bell bullshit yeah, or they not? say that yeah.
1: um i you know i don't know i i before i was um a flat earther um and all of that i was a big hollow earth, hollow moon and hollow earth guy um and so i was looking into that and like well maybe the moon is a fucking spaceship and that's what we came here in you know um and i think sorry there's a fly in here <laughs> maybe. Uh, i'm not just wildly swatting at stuff uh, he is crazy uh, yeah. everybody it's um, a drone but yeah like so so i i for a long time thought the moon could have been uh, created by man or a spaceship or something i'm still thinking that it might be fucking fake you know, in the ancient texts, some of the ancient texts talk about the time before the moon. Um, and then, you know, there's just the Bible talks about God creating a light for the day and a lesser light at night. But it doesn't ever specifically say a fucking moon or some large thing similar in comparison to the sun. Um, Have you ever
0: got into like nanotech holograms?
1: Uh, not a lot, but I've read some articles about stuff, and you know, there was a lot that um, a lot of articles that came out that said that um, China was making a fake sun. Well, what if they made a fake moon already? What if what if they the have. sun and the moon, Bob, the sun and have. the moon are in the sky? Yeah, what if the they sun made and a the moon in the sky are are both fake? And these resets are this just them changing them?
0: I mean, could be, man. The, the nanotech hologram thing's got, like, that's what gets my mind going about a lot of shit, especially when I think about, like, Project Blue Beam or hologram right. or something. And it's, well, like, well maybe that goes into when you, you guys talk
4: about the spraying, man. Right. Maybe it's not right. just chemtrails like we, like normal people think. Well, maybe they're spraying their nano crap.
1: Have you, have you talked to Matt Landon?
0: Yeah. Yeah. i talked to Matt all Matt, the
1: time. Matt talks about testing water. And that they've tested water and found the same metal that they find in 3D TV screens. And so I, I think the sky could be, a, the entire sky could be a projection, possibly. It could just be a freaking screen. I saw a rainbow the other day. You know how rainbows have high arches. Whenever you see a rainbow, it's got a high arch. Whether you see the whole thing or just part of it, you can see the rest of it and it's got a high arch. I saw one that was barely off the horizon, it was just this low, long curve. And I was like, what the fuck? Like I've never seen one that was that low. I've seen low ones, but they still were just the a lower high arc rainbow, like when you see them in the distance off of you know an elevation drop. Um, but this one was just right at the horizon, and it was long and low. And I was like, what if they lowered the sky? What if they have created this projection screen, and it's therefore leveled out the light that is bouncing off of whatever is there that's creating this rainbow
0: could be dude honestly yeah i don't know man i see a lot of shit going around now where the you know the moon is just a reflection of the earth right and it's i don't fucking know i don't know what it is but yeah definitely I, not what they tell us i know that's sure.
1: right that that i know a 100% certainty is that what they tell us is nonsense. Yeah. The
0: moon has nothing to do with tides too. That's my favorite thing. People are like, what about explain the tides? And I'm like, don't even get me fucking started, bro. There's no way that the moon is over here. It's pulling the water to make high tide, but there's also high tide on the opposite side of the earth at the same time.
1: Well, here's if the moon was strong enough to move trillions of gallons of water, it would yank a fucking toddler right off its feet.
5: Mm -hmm.
1: Like, come on. And they're like, well, that's not how it works. And I'm like, so it's selective? Like, shut the fuck up. Like, it just chooses to not move the significantly lighter mass? Please explain that in physics. Prove how that can happen in physics. And they can't. No, of course not
0: people who believe and i don't want to turn this into a whole flat earth episode but the people who believe what we're told as far as heliocentric model shit like first First of all they don't even know the model right so they believe some shit they have no idea what they're talking about but that is like the the deepest indoctrination that i can think of in our society today is just that you think that we're just nothing floating
1: around and nothing well without even questioning it that's my problem with everything is that um you know, we're just told this stuff and we're just told to believe it. Don't question it. And then you're, you are you know, called retarded if you do. And it doesn't matter if you're questioning the shape of the earth or the legitimacy of government um, or any or doctors and science and all of this shit. Like we're deemed crazy for just challenging the narrative.
0: You know what I heard today? Here's something that's funny. Uh, Not really funny, but kind of. So, you know, apparently we can't get a bunch of shit, right? Supply chain issues, right? Okay, the the, the ships can't pull into port. There's no people to unload, blah, blah. We've we've all heard it, right? But somehow a ship container full of baby formula just bypassed the fucking line and docked today. So we got baby formula now. You ain't got whatever the fuck else is on these ships that are stuck out there, but we we can let the baby formula on. So my mom actually called me. She's like, how does that work? And I'm like, it's a fake fucking problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well think they always had the shots man and never ran out of that shit. They yeah.
4: always
2: had more than enough. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, the shots too, man, the, the amount of vaccines that were, were produced in that amount of time, it's literally impossible. It's logistically yeah, it's impossible. impossible. Would have taken uh-huh. 20 years to, to produce that many or some insane. I think it was 20, something i want to say 22 or 23 years um there's always a 23 in there so we'll go with 23 but i mean it, it's wild and, and there's no there's no ex- explaining of how we got this much done they just say it's operational warp speed and the people that would typically question it are the trump supporters right and they're going to be like well no just trump trump just got it done you know what i mean um i don't yep. know man i think that these vaccines were being made since probably 2014 um oh yeah no dude I well mean, bill
1: gates patented the the coronavirus in 2006 they okay. could have been making this shit for 14 he, years
0: he funded 20 million dollars to both pfizer and moderna in 2015 to yep. develop the vaccines in 2015 so well yeah. and
3: darpa darpa was working on it in 2013
1: so well, and there's a rockefeller document operation lockstep in 2010 yeah yeah, so it's they, nothing it's new. Long long and and, and it's not goes new back
3: to like oh two. I
1: think saying. there's a military operation in 01 or 02. Yeah, something like that. That, that. it was, so it was a, it you know was by the time it, hit, it was almost
2: 20 years. Well, speaking of Crimson Mist, have you guys heard of uh, Crimson Contagion?
3: I thought that was uh-huh. a movie.
2: No, no, Contagion's a movie, but Crimson Contagion was a simulation similar to event two oh one. Um, It's a joint exercise conducted uh, from January to August of 2019, in which numerous national, state and local, uh, private and public organizations in the U.S. participated in order to test the capacity of the federal government in 12 states to respond to a severe pandemic of influenza uh, originating in China. So, yeah. And when was that exercise? 2019
0: so they they always have some kind of simulator i mean dude literally think about any mass event there's Always, always, always a simulation that goes on. They they just had one before monkeypox, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, They they just had they they just just had had one in
4: Austin too. It was um, I forget. It was like something Cobalt. Remember Ryan? I sent you a bunch of stuff. I think Ryan, but it was all
2: kinds of states at the same time. Cobalt fifteen, I think, or Cobalt eighteen. It was something. Yeah, the number is always the year. But yeah, it was a nuclear fallout test and.
1: Didn't the Uvalde police department <laughs> do active school shooter training right before the shooting in yeah, March? Yeah. I
4: think last December, I think no, it was March
1: now. of 21.
3: It was no, just that like yeah, uh, Boston bombing.
0: To... There was a simulation for a bombing like two yep. blocks away from Boston bombing. Look at NORAD on nine 11. They were literally doing an exercise for the exact same event that happened at the same time, a thousand miles away. Same thing in Sandy
3: hook. There was an exercise yep. well, on that day there's that big company. one in
0: Europe too
4: that one went the operational trains? yeah oh, right. and the yeah. trains that one is real weird if you never looked into that check that out that one is well, that was crazy. more of
3: an operation Gladio
1: well and if you look there's Gladio. a certain there's a certain company that does all of that like hires all the personnel and does all of the stuff for these these operations It's like one company that that basically controls the whole operations.
0: There's that blue and yellow again.
2: That's what I was yeah. referencing there. I mean, and I don't know if you noticed the faces in that uh, Department of Health and Human Services, but that's who ran that uh, Operation Crimson Contagion. Um, just, I mean, I, I don't know what it is, man. Get, with the blue and yellow, you know, there are two primary colors. Well, didn't um, it
1: morph into, a, it was a human morphing into an eagle, which is the sign of war.
2: Is that what that is? The eagle. Oh, yeah, the well, eagle the eagle itself is kind yeah. war, but... Yeah, like I mean, all there's, there's tyrannical
1: regimes throughout time have used the eagle as their symbol.
2: And uh, well, the two-headed eagle is represented by Freemasonry. It's that uh, Deus Miamque,
3: Miem- uh, well, Use, yeah. And the, and the dual head goes back to Janus, which means you know you have he he was the sim the god of before and after. So the that's Greek why god they use it.
2: could be the phoenix too, man. Yeah. Yep. I mean, there's lots of lots of shit here. Well, I Look mean, how uh, many
3: look how many flags have the eagle in it. It's it'll blow your mind. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And like, well, like you guys were saying earlier, you know, like demonizing certain things is kind of a psyop. I mean, the eagle and all the crests and most of the flags are clutching the snake. Right. So it's like they've they've indoctrinated everybody to just assume that the reptile or the lizard people or the snake is not, is the bad guy. And yep. that could be totally inverted. And then, oh it's, and then I, it's, I it's snakes. And I then it's, it's interjected into
1: the conspiracy world, right, with the reptilians and you know interdimensional child molesting reptilian lizard people. You know that shit's thrown <laughs> in there for a reason, and it's to further demonize the snake.
5: Well,
1: well I'll stick, stick with the, the... knowledge. I'll stick and the with snake, the snake represents hate. knowledge and peace.
2: Ah, uh, I think that that's uh, another.
1: They one of those also players.
2: have poison that can kill you.
1: Yeah, yeah, but they don't strike unless unless they're in danger. They're yeah, not man. A, it's not an aggressive animal.
2: It, yeah, I would disagree, man. I mean, like, if we want to really get into it, dude, rattlesnakes are evolving to where they don't rattle until someone is right on top of them. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that we can, like, try and, you know, follow biology like this and, and try and tie it into, like, the esoteric shit because there's too much when it comes to that. But no, dude, I think that I think that snakes very well uh, represent evil, in in my opinion, Um, just because of Matt
3: LaCroix. I
2: I listen to him, dude. I used to listen to tinfoil. I had a lot. Matt LaCroix is the shit. Yeah, no, he's a he's a very smart dude. But again, going back to that stupid pamphlet that I'm obsessed with, you think that you're getting closer to the truth and all that it is. It's a separate meaning. You're neither farther nor closer you're you're just you're you're going down a different direction. Well, yeah, Again, it's all a distraction. Anything.
1: It's all just a distraction. That's well, why at I always think day, it, has, just to, say it's, it's it to has to do it your with
2: energy. your
4: truth, with your truth too. You know, because sometimes I don't know, just looking at stuff whether. It's going to lead me somewhere or not. At the end, I really don't give a shit. I just think it's interesting. I'm like, this is kind of creepy and weird. Instead of watching TV, I'll look into this shit, see what happens. Sometimes it's cool. Sometimes it's just misinformation garbage, you know? What
3: else does it do? It gives you a team to choose, right? Well, go right. But well, it can
1: also sharpen choose. your discernment. Just Just consuming information like that, it can sharpen your discernment if you can discern well then you can start getting to where your discernment is razor sharp and, you know, bullshit right when it flashes in front of you.
0: Yeah. That's hard. That's really. a hard skill to, to master, to be honest. Cause I, you know, I'm guilty of all the shit too. A lot of the times, you know, where I, I say the lizard people all the time, obviously referring to like this parasite class that runs shit. Right. And it's like, I say that. And then half the time, like, in my live the other day, I was I had to, like, correct myself because somebody's like, you think that they're reptilians? And I was like, listen, bro, let me actually explain the lizard people thing. Yes, I think I'm referring to the negative entities, but also I realized that that could be a psyop. I don't know. And I think that it is a little bit... Uh,
3: well, like and Jeff, the reptilian thing, too, I've heard lately, could refer to just blood type.
1: Yeah, th-
0: I mean, you know. you know, but I always refer to it as, like, because we all have a reptilian part of the brain, right? Like, there is... That part of the brain that we all have that operates strictly off of like instinct. It's very analytical. There's not a lot of emotion or or whatever involved. And I personally think that the parasite class runs primarily off of that part of the brain. So I don't necessarily think they're like draconian lizards, but they're operating.
1: It could just level. be an analogy right. of the kind. Of, I don't you know, man. That that queen, said, I think that said. queen is a lizard. I, think yeah, I, think it's just all, I just
4: think it's all interesting, man. So I just leave it all open. I'm sometimes like, let's get weird, man. Just go as crazy as you could get.
3: <laughs> hey, did you I guys thought... watch any of that shit with the queen? That Who's jubilee? Dead? Oh God, no. I heard it dead. was wild because she like showed up for the first day and then disappeared for the next two and then showed up for the last day. And, and, and the crazy thing is, is that um, she, had, she had, ended, had a
4: baby in her purse.
3: Well, it ended June fifth, right? And and the people that are into the whole numbers thing, well, what's today? Today is June six, which is six six. It's which, actually 6, 6, two 6, 6, 0, two two, which is six six six. Right. But um, the interesting thing is that um, what it's called when a, a queen dies, it's called D Day. And and today is also six six, and it's also D Day, and and so there was a lot of people in the conspiracy theory that a conspiracy world that were saying, oh, she's gonna die today. It's gonna fit all the (laughs) you know all the numbers and all that shit. And I was like, holy shit! I'm like, that's a crazy connection, though, to think that you know D Day. I never knew that D Day was the the, what they called it when the Queen. I think trust the plan. Oh, yeah. Don't get me
0: started. I think uh, I think the bitch has been dead for a long time, to be honest. Oh,
3: fuck. Yeah. Well, that's what they were saying, because apparently she wore a green dress that is like, you know, the same color as a green screen. So basically and she did it before for like her Christmas card and you could fuck with there was people on Twitter I saw that were fucking with her dress.
2: You know what's scary, dude? Like, that's actually, you know, because, yeah, who knows who's alive and who's dead? I mean, th- there was a great video someone posted on Instagram where, I mean, the-, the masks that people are able to wear right now are so insane. And not only the masks are so insane, but CGI is on another level right well, now. Well, and, and then she you have has body doubles,
3: too. Known body doubles.
2: Well, of course. But, I mean, like, not only that, but then you'd have to have family that's involved and all this shit. Something that is concretely scary is that Prince Andrew could potentially become king while we're still alive because he is second in line behind Charles. Prince Andrew is, of course, the one that was buddy buddy with Epstein. So, you know, that's a wild that little... would just
3: that would just prove how much of a shit show the royal family is.
2: Well, they're a, a total shit show, dude. Yeah, they're right? all inbreeding. They're like, how is of...
3: that still a thing? Like, I, I remember when I was growing up, like a lot of people were into like the royal family. Like, that was a because big... of Diana well yeah and even even after that like i mean that that was always something they held in like high prestige and now you look at them and you're like dude who are these fucking people they're just it's a fantasy man you know I, I i remember thinking that too as a kid like
2: why do they still have a king i, I remember asking yeah. my dad that you know and, and and a queen and my dad's like well it's just a figurehead you know what i mean because that's what he was told um now come to find out these are some of the most powerful people in the world They outweigh the prime minister of the UK tenfold. You know, I mean, they have they have all the power there. Um, get
3: taxes from the US.
2: Yeah. All the Five Eyes nations, Canada, Australia, New Zealand as well. You know, so it's uh, I don't know, man. There's uh, I think that there's some some serious validity to the theory that they're at that top of the pyramid. But I like the idea that the pyramid's broken and whatever is at the very top is like out of this world it's not it's not something that we know
0: that's kind of where i where i'm at with it i don't think that we will ever know the names of those at the top of the pyramid right i like to think that the royal family or the bloodlines are just like you know upper management they're not the top top you know right do you think the
3: people at the top top are really benevolent or are they these dark is it, a, is it a dark entity that I don't think they're people? I, I, sus- are I subscribe people? mostly
0: to, like, what David Icke's theories on it are with, like, archonic entities, you know, uh, interdimensional demons, whatever they are. Um, I don't like the word demon that much just because it kind of invokes a religious uh, tone to it, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that whatever's at the top is some Yaldabaoth, right, the demiurge. It is, like, some interdimensional entity that created all of the bullshit and and – manipulates lower entities via like arconic energies or whatever the fuck. It's interesting. Cause I, I, I don't agree with
2: anything that David Ike says, <laughs> the guy <laughs> thinks Dude, he was Jesus be- reincarnate. And he also was, uh, I mean, this guy was a, a soccer player and then he failed out of that. And then he goes on to, uh, you know, talk in, in, uh, in stadiums and sell out arenas. And I mean, I, I I'd love to talk with the guy, but I would not be, as respectful as some of our friends have been when they speak to I'll him. Because I think. Email. Okay, I think he is a total fraud. I'd love to just, you know, be like, hey, so remember could when you be. thought you were Jesus? I mean, that's yeah. kind of weird.
0: And he then it could be, you're... dude. I, you know, I'm not saying everything he says, like I sure, subscribe I to, but like that idea that there are some interdimensional entities that, you know, like you said, they're out of this world. We don't have any fucking. Well, wisdom. again,
1: that's just a term for something we don't understand.
0: You're like, right.
1: Interdimensional yeah. being the right. fuck is that i don't mm-hmm. know you don't know we don't know it, right. it's just something outside of our imagination that we can't even fathom um did because, you talk with ike well, I, jeff
0: uh i've emailed back and forth but i haven't had him on my show yet okay i'm
2: sorry to interrupt oh, you bob fun. That's i right. you were, yeah go for it sorry
1: uh i just like we could be you, you've seen men in black where like the whole universe they're trying to get is like on a cat's collar but it's a whole freaking universe Oh, man, we I could am. be in some kind of situation like that where we're just we're on, we're, and and then it zooms out again, and it's it's like they're playing marbles with these fucking universes. <laughs> like yeah, well, that's like, why, I, like I really think we're in a is.
0: simulation, man. Just to go back to what we were talking about earlier, and, you know, and like you can even go a little deeper than what we talked about earlier, you know, like the, like I could be the only one, and this might sound a little like self centered of an idea, but like I might be the only one. Experiencing the simulation, and all of you and everybody else is an NPC. But same for you, Ryan. Like you're the only one experiencing the simulation, and Mm -hmm. Matt and everybody else. Like this is your simulation. Everything else was just coded here for you in this experience, and that's it.
1: Yeah, and it's impossible to disprove for sure. That's my favorite part of the simulation theory. It's fun. Disprove it.
2: It's fun, but I I I really don't like to try and go down that that thought process. And maybe that says something about me. But yeah, dude, I, I like to think that like my mom and dad are real and, and not just real
0: because I well they are they're real. real.
2: Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying is like, I, I don't want them. I don't want them to be real just because I see them as real.
0: Well, then, or the but, people... then, but you got to put yourself in their situation, too. Like they're the only one that's real and you're part of the simulation, right? So we're all experiencing this different variation of the simulation, well i think that's
2: real to an extent right i and i think that's kind of what you're alluding to is that that's absolutely real because all that i know is my own reality i think that's just that's just
4: called like life everyone's life is different you know what i mean we're all born into different things we all experience different things and we all see may come to five different conclusions off the same thing who knows but it's got to be one of the oldest environment
0: yeah
2: dude it's got to be one of the oldest like ideas in philosophy and like you know like why we're here and and like i'm sure that it all goes back to that at some point like one of the first people that started really philosophically thinking about shit was probably saying what if i'm the only thing that's really real here and everything is just in my imagination it's got to all go back to that at some point you know
1: and it
3: boils down to perspective right i mean that's what it's all about Mm -hmm.
1: it's it, it It's masters of your own destiny, you know, like you create your future now, whether or not, you know, that means you're like Neo and manipulating the code, or if it's just by the choices you make, everything is a, is your own fabricated reality, depending on your actions.
0: Mm. We're all going to get unplugged one day and they're going to be like, here's the earth, go inhabit it. And we're going to be like, holy shit
1: fucking sweet i want that mountain (laughs) and i'm out we're gonna be
0: like what oh no (laughs) oh
2: yeah it's deep yeah it's some crazy shit to think about man
1: it's fun man you gotta you gotta let your brain just kind of go wherever i I, i've had to stop listening I, i have to take regular sabbaticals from listening to podcasts i'll spend about a week listening to them and then three weeks not listening to them because it's just I'm at the point where I have too much information in my brain, and I just it starts making me think about too much crazy shit. I'm like, nope, all right, I'm done. Now That's where just... I'm at
0: now. I haven't even <laughs> listened to a podcast in probably I don't know like two months. I've listened to like little pieces of shows, but like I've gotten out of the podcast listening mode and back into like listening to music, and yep. it's refreshing. I think it's important, it's like we got to
1: take mental breaks, man. We gotta gotta let that shit breathe. Uh, I did. I'm
0: going to
4: sound like a nerd, but I just like to read. So I'll just get a book and read, man. Yeah.
2: Well, and that's different. The information that you take in reading is so much different than the information that you take in listening to podcasts or listening to radio. I don't listen to any conspiratorial podcasts. And I know that that probably sounds weird because, you know, I'm, I'm obsessed with conspiracies. I'm obsessed with like this, you know, weird information that, that is out there, but I, dude, I, I can't, listen to it. Cause I research it always in my free time. And if I was just nonstop in that, yep. I mean, I'd go crazy, dude. You know what I mean? Like I think anyone would, I'm, I'm constantly just like listening to goofy shit and like, you know,
0: comedy stuff.
2: That's all that I, I am able to, to listen to and take That's in.
0: That's really smart, man. I mean, like, you know, so I'm a musician, right. And I take a lot of, uh, there's a lot of really good musicians that don't listen to the genre of music that they play. And they do that on purpose. Right? Yeah. Like they don't want to sound like the other bands that they listen to. So they don't listen to metal, right? And so yeah. their metal can, sounds amazing.
1: It could subconsciously influence how you think and feel and play. Exactly. Or, you know, and I've whatever. caught
0: myself doing that podcasting maybe a year ago when I was like only listening to podcasts. Like I didn't even listen to music for a long time. And I would catch myself doing a show and like saying something like a joke or like some sort of... Uh, weird like inflection that i heard somebody else do and i'm like did i just do that did i just yeah. totally like rip that dude off on accident and not even realize it and i was like dude, I everyone stop. quoted sam Tripley and probably one of their first oh episodes. yeah we've all done it you know well, you know what i mean
1: well it's the yeah but imitation is the purest form of flattery isn't that yeah. The
0: saying? yeah it's also a big form of hackery too yeah.
1: you know
2: what i mean like i think it's good to get away from you know just like jeff saying you know what i mean it's, it's important i think like to, to the point of metal I know a lot of people that play metal listen to like classical music and shit. Right. You know what I mean? Opposite of what they do, because like you said, I mean, classical music, not only like it really stimulates creativity, but I mean, it's just so night and day different than what you do. And then you feel like you're listening to this like calm shit. Well, and yeah. And
3: depending how it's tuned, Ryan, it can heal your body. You know? I mean, oh, yeah. you get it, you get it tuned at the right point and and you you put the right tune on. And it, it it helps your body versus listening to heavy metal, which
0: is throwing your body into chaos. Yeah,
1: four hundred and thirty-two yeah.
0: hertz. Yep. There's actually a few good metal bands that uh, they record and and tune in four thirty-two. Some like, people are it. Lot lot
1: yeah, yeah. The big the big people that used to do it was uh, Jimi Hendrix, Bob Marley. You know, a lot of these a lot people, of the people they, that died. A lot the of the people they like, out, killed yeah. early. Yeah. Well,
2: more in more modern times, that XXX tentacion guy is a rapper kid, uh, kind of like emo rap. Uh, not not great music. You none of you guys would probably enjoy it. Um, I kind of did just because it was different, but yeah, he was talking about it out outright. He was just saying, you know, like, yeah, you can put you can make a depressing sounding song, but you can record it in this frequency. And it will, you know, leave someone uh, happy after they listen to it, even though it's a sad song and it's lyrics about murder and all this shit. But it will leave you in a positive mind state because of the tone that it's recorded in and vice versa. You can make a really happy song that's got a negative frequency to it and all this stuff. And then this guy's fucking dead like two weeks later after he talks about that stuff, he got shot oh, in shit. a BMW. Yeah, in Florida in Broward County, dude. Uh, yeah So oh, don't talk our about it.
1: fucking county <laughs> <Yep>. dude <laughs> so that's fucking talk. county
0: so shut up look in the, is that where you are <laughs> no i'm close though close enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> close enough oh yeah dude that county's got about a lot of away. shit yeah it's a county much. dude that's where uh parkland was too wasn't
0: it no i'm actually uh i'm about eight miles from cape canaveral so i get to watch nasa launch balloons into the fucking atmosphere uh nice from my front yard
1: or pretty nice. into the bermuda triangle that's
0: pretty much what i'm thinking bro pretty much what Ooh. i'm thinking
1: yeah yeah we where are they do going a show man
0: going they don't go up triangle. high enough
1: right I mean, no they arc out and they go out. straight
0: to the bermuda triangle and then and on the other side they launch them into point nemo in the pacific yep which is like the dude If you follow the trail
1: like. anything with anything about math physics all of that shit it's a parabola there's no way it's going to go its trajectory and then like turn and cruise into fucking outer space like that's what the boosters parabola. are for bob it's such fucking uh stumbled
0: Man, into a we're tying hole. you to a balloon bro you're going <laughs> never mind they're going a hundred times faster than a bullet coming out of a rifle yeah fuck that there's no way it's not
1: possible nobody's ever been in a rocket ever
2: what about point nemo dude that's some wild shit you know about Point nemo dude i know a little bit not much but i mean i know that the narrative and bob you'll love this that they say that if you when you're at point nemo you're closer to the humans
0: in the international space station than you are to any other human on earth how you like yeah, that? Right. So Point Nemo is apparently, <laughs> the, the narrative is that Point Nemo is where all the shit that falls out of space, you know, once it's done doing its orbiting and bullshit. Satellite like, graveyard. It's a satellite graveyard. So everything that was in orbit at one point, it, it, they dump it into Point Nemo, which again, doesn't make any sense. There's no way to do that. But yeah, if you were to go dive at Point Nemo, you will find all kinds of rocket boosters and satellites and shit like that because they don't ever go to space. They just dump them there.
5: Mm. Yep.
2: That's crazy though, dude. Yeah, Dumbags. supposedly it's it's supposedly people sail out there too, and it's like just the most like insane sailing trip that you can take. It's what, like, is it, uh, like the
3: Truman show, you're just you know walking along and there's space junk, they're just, just dodging down. shit. Yeah, dude, dude that's it's like the best debris.
0: scene in that movie when the light falls down, he picks it up, and it's a serious, you know, it's like, yep. Oh show, dude. Yeah, yeah, man. Real shit, bro. <laughs> cray cray. Cray cray all right boys what fucking
3: world this has been great i think we'll wrap it here let's go around uh, everybody can plug their stuff and thank you very much for joining this has been awesome as usual um uh, jeff go ahead
0: yeah uh shadow band podcast you can find it everywhere uh don't go to youtube i haven't uploaded to youtube in a long time If you want, you can go to the TikTok, though. I know that sounds really weird coming from a conspiracy theorist, but yes, go to the Shadow Band TikTok. You could be one of the 27,000 people who talk mad shit to me while I'm doing lives. It's all good fun, but that's it. I appreciate you, Matt. Nice.
3: Our first TikTok star. (whistles) (laughs) Bob, what do you got for us?
1: Uh, moral bob hidden in plain sight on all your podcatchers, uh alt media united actual uh you can find me on instagram at the hidden pod and at space is fake and gay and that's about it
3: <laughs> one of my favorite instagram accounts by the way <laughs> Dude, i
1: still can't believe it's up <laughs> i can't believe it's still up <laughs> oh, that's i don't i think they don't want to be anti-gay i think that's the only reason i'm still Dude, up is they've got this moral dilemma like if we do it we're canceling gays
3: it's beautiful that's why they that's why they started a group chat called gays for ukraine there's no way they can cancel that they nope. cancel that and that they're just straight up full of hate <laughs> oh man brody where can we find you
4: Um, you can find me at Secret Squirrel Podcast. It should be coming out very soon. I already got like three episodes. I just need to release them, but I'm kind of waiting until I get five.
5: There
3: you You
4: go. And then you're gonna wait till you have
3: seven. Then you're gonna wait till you have nine. Just do it. Yeah. I pull the pin, my friends Let it fly.
4: Yeah, I need to. You can get at me at secret squirrel podcast at gmail There
3: we go. And for those of you that didn't get that, it'll be in the show notes. Ryan, we're going through it one more time. Yeah, man. Hey, I like the hat.
1: Yeah. Oh,
3: thanks, man. Yeah, I'm going to see
2: if we can get these out uh, to sell and make conspiracy fake again. I think that would be nice because all the shit's coming true. But, uh, you know, it is what it is, man. Uh, Yeah, always a fun Monday night. And, uh, dude, I'm like in a time warp here. I worked a different schedule this week. And it feels like it's a Thursday right now for me, but I just go to, you know, it, it's confusing. So I'm like thrown for a loop here. Uh go to, go to work one day tomorrow and then I'm off two more days. So I, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm off dude. I'm real off, but it's nice. It's nice to just get some extra time off coming off being sick. It's nice. So I appreciate the conversations. Um, this was a, a fun one, dude. I think one of the better ones, to be honest. And um, yeah, man, just uh dangerous world podcast wherever you listen to podcasts what about you matt
3: excellent you can go find my stuff on uh instagram at the great deception podcast i got a uh, link tree in there you can find all my stuff we got a patreon up there i'm gonna be putting out uh, a couple episodes for for patrons only that I, I did with uh generation Z and and brandon from expanding reality we went deep into star forks um in like in two episodes so you'll get like three or four hours worth of uh interesting takes on star Forks. so uh it, it's definitely worth it you can get that on great deception podcast on patreon and then uh we got t-shirts so go check those out other than that we're out of here gentlemen thank you very much this was like ryan said this is one of the best so far and and i loved it i hate ending it but uh it's about that time so stay strong and question everything.